Hey, you. You're listening to youwithoutyourhead.com, and this is Michael Berryman. Don't touch that dial. about to interview the wonderful, the fabulous, the lovely, the very stylish yeah. Patricia Quinn. Mm-hmm. I I love her outfit. She's really rocking it. Yeah, it's very cool. So it's really and I like wild that she print. has a little kind of the black kind of skirt in between because it kind yeah. of cuts off the, the design. Yeah, like there's a nice a separation. Yeah. Yep, yep. I like that. Because you're a man of style, like so you know yeah. exactly, exactly. Which I do feel weird not. I do feel weird not having the vest. And, 
the hat. But I know. But it's all right. Okay. It's weird for me to feel like dressier than you. Usually you're like, ow. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm ow, but yeah, I was trying to dress. Well, you have this. I know. Well, we were, you know. Yeah. I, as I mentioned to you, you you do look very well with the the cap look. All right. So. Very cool. Yeah. So, I'm yes. Annabelle Lecter. This is Nasty Who are Annabelle Lecter. I thought you said Hannibal. Close, Annabelle. Yes. Oh, darling. Ooh. So, but this is Patricia Cruz. Yeah. Is that what you do? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she does have a mask, too. Wow. Ah. Well, she did. She did. I had one at the bus. Yeah. But I have a cool new yeah. one. Mm-hmm. This is uh, about you and me. This is about you. <laughs> That's how it but is every video. This, uh, I, I like her already. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, Patricia Quinn. Yeah, hi. Wonderful. I, I love writing for us as a kid. And then Lord of Salem. Fantastic. Oh, no. Thanks. And just really, really a pleasure to meet you. And to Thank be able to you. talk with you. So, Thanks. how are you doing? Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> we'll we'll know. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm great, thank you. Marvelous, yeah. I like your yeah. style. I know Bless your heart. Bless you. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, Vivian Westwood. I don't know if you know of Miss Westwood. In fact, Vivian Westwood uh, created uh, punk in London, or so she thought. But at the time, 1973, we were at the Sloan Square, the Sloan Royal, Royal Court Theatre upstairs, the Royal Court 60-seat theatre. Mm-hmm. And um, down the road was Vivian Westwood in her shop called... She changed the name of the shop all the time. It was called Sex then, in the King's Road, 73. And she was there with Malcolm McLaren, who did, you know, discovered, made the Sex Pistols, managed them, managed Adamant and others. So she and Malcolm, uh, Vivian's one of our top designers, one of the top in the world, actually, Miss Westwood. And um, she was there with Malcolm, and um, she didn't actually invent punk. We did. Uh, Sue Blaine. Sue Blaine, who did the costumes for Rocky Horror, if you look at Frank's outfits and his badges and the ripped fishnets and things, punk was starting in our little theatre. I believe it. I it's know. Amazing the look. It's extraordinary the look of what's going on in that film. It's amazing. Inspired people for quite a long time. Yeah, I know, but that is Sue Blaine, the costume mm-hmm. designer, and we were an amazing melting pot of, uh, dare one say, sort of geniuses, mm-hmm. because Brian Thompson, who did the set of Rocky Horror, another astonishing, uh, brilliant, uh, clever, clever designer, absolutely fantastic. And they've both gone on, Sue now does operas all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian Thompson likes My Fair Lady in New York, My Fair Lady in London, and da 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 da. da. Brilliant. So do these people carry from. And in fact, stage? I'm just looking at a photo of Little Nell over there, and she, her character's oh. Columbia. She's wearing a, a necklace. What is that? A little choker. Mm-hmm. But what is it? Leather with studs. What is it? You see, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Sue Blaine. So that was very ahead of its time. Yes, quite. So did they carry from stage into the film? Yeah. 
We weren't going to do it without them. Mm-hmm. They were it. Yeah. yeah, it does seem that there was a lot of loyalty in the casting and such because it could have been. I know that uh, Janet and Brad were cast differently than they had been originally, I believe. Yeah, that's right. But our original Janet was Julie Covington, who was an extraordinary and still is singer. And Julie Covington um, did the first Evita for Tim Rice. Because Tim Rice and Lloyd Webber recorded Evita before it went on stage. So they made a recording of it with Julie Covington singing it. And I was sitting in Greece uh, by the seaside having uh, dinner in a cafe. And there's Julie Covington singing, Don't cry for me, Argentina. I thought, oh my God, she's amazing. She's a wonderful voice. So she was our original Janet. Um, so I'm not quite sure, but I think it was 20th century and whatever. I don't mean to be rude, but we had to have like token Americans. <laughs> I'm so sorry, because I'd never heard of Susan Sarandon or Barry Boswick, but I believe Susan had done, we are just talking about it the other day, um, some film that was, I didn't know the film, but um, she had made a film that was very successful, and Barry had done Grease in New York. So he was a stage. And Meatloaf actually came from the L.A. cast of Rocky Horror. Meatloaf was on stage. Yeah. And I assume he was doing the same role. Sorry? He was doing the same character. Yeah, Eddie. That's right. But, um, and Dr. Scott. Because Eddie on stage doubles up as Dr. Scott. Yes, I know. It's all a bit complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to say speaking of style, Boswick over here has a pair of tidy whities right on his uh right on for sale. For sale yeah. I guess they're for sale, I don't know. I know, I think it's a bit crude myself. <laughs> yeah. I did notice when he came by he had it on the other side and you were like, I think you should move it to the other side of the table. <laughs> Thank you, darling. I don't know. I mean, they do people do buy those framed um what are they called? Jockey shorts. Tidy whitey. Yes, yes. I've got a pair right on, right at home over my. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> what does it say on it? Damn it, Janet Walk. I love, I love you. you, Barry Boston. Okay. And then on the very He'd bottom. He'd sell it says anything. Grab. Brad, I think. Oh, no. Brad. This is Grab. I'm not I, discussing I, it. Right. I, I've had it with him. I find it very romantic. How yeah. cute. <laughs> Okay. So, switch, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Are you going to switch, switch seats next time? Put Nell in the middle? <laughs> I see. No. And then she and I fight. We saw your panel last in Charlotte, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. And I heard last night, uh, they were saying that you guys think it might have been the funnest panel yet. Really? That's what Barry said. Last Maybe night. Maybe a different opinion. Uh, yeah. Last night was wild. Mm-hmm. We're getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Was it? It was great. Yeah. We actually have it on YouTube. Yeah, we have it. We... Wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's doing very well. Good lord. Yes. Mm. I haven't seen link. that. Oh. Okay. Mm. Hey, last night was wild, but we're becoming like. Uh, I said Nell and I. We did a TV interview the other day, and she asked me how was it because I saw it. I said, well, it's just Laurel and Hardy, darling. Well, just you know. <laughs> the chemistry is incredible. I know. Yeah. For so long, so and it's wonderful. Yeah. It's Honestly, it is. Wonderful. I know. It is. It's yeah. extraordinary. So how does it feel? You know, you came back. Really, I 
we love Lord Yeah, we did a review of it, and we, we so love Lord how was that experience getting into that? How did he, I'm assuming Rob Zombie, found you? Because he's also really Yeah, he's really notorious for, he always likes to have people in his movies from other films that, you know, he's, he is a fan Oh, of. come on, he's a total fan of mine. Anyway, from other interviews, he would he actually would ask people to autograph stuff when, when he had him on the set. So I don't know. Uh, Maybe no, that's how he uh, no, no, no. The thing is um, that it's, it's quite a story. But I got a straight offer from LA from casting saying Rob Zombie would like uh, you know to, to be play Megan in the Lords of Salem. And I was at home, and a friend of mine, a goth friend of mine, I said, Rob Zombie. I said, who's he? <laughs> you heard and, and he said, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were. And so every goth and everyone in their 30s and under all knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So in came A House of a Thousand Corpses. I watched a bit of that. Mm. <laughs> and, then, and then in came White Zombie, and I'm saying... You turn that off, <laughs> and they says Rob Zombie. I said, keep him on; he's wonderful, <laughs> you know. And uh, then it turned out I arrived on the set, and uh, then it was rumored all on the internet that I'd had met Rob Zombie before, not in a previous life, but uh, like <laughs> ten years, fifteen years ago, and had dinner with him at the Groucho Club in London. And I thought, maybe. <laughs> so one day on set, I said, is a rumor going around, Mr. Zombie, that you and I had dinner? He said, well, we did, Pat. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, could you give me a clue? <laughs> and he said, well, uh, we were at, and then and I, int- I spoke with you, I wanted to, and blah, 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 blah. I said, are you the crow man? And he said, yes. I said, what happened to you? Because this guy, these two guys, Americans, uh, were, were going to make a remake of The Crow. Mm-hmm. And they'd come into London, and uh, my friend, casting director, um, Jeremy, I've forgotten his name, Zinnemann, Jeremy Zinnemann, and he said, rang me up and he said, these guys want to see you. They specifically want to see you, Richard O'Brien, and Christopher Lee. And I thought, well, that's quite interesting. Yeah. 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 So, um, we it. But they never did it. Rob Zombie never made the crow. Yeah. But I had to say that I, Mr. Zombie obviously is, you know, um, constant. Because 15 years later... Mm-hmm. He put me in his movie. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But then, uh, then friends of his know about his Halloween films. It's meant to be there's a kind of magenta maid in them. I don't know about really? this. Yeah. Mm. I will have to look for that. Yeah. That's very interesting. And then it was wonderful because um, he came on the set wearing the original uh, stage logo T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I was most honoured. Yeah. I adore Rob Zombie. He just seems like And he's a good, adorable. And his wife. And they... Um, then he came to the O2 Centre in London to do White Zombies, so he invited me to that, which was great, and Mr. Heavy Metal. And then I met up with Alice Cooper, and I said to Alice, you know, I've been working with Mr. Zombie, and he said, oh, my little brother. <laughs> yes. So that's adorable. And Zombie, White Zombie, was fantastic. 
And my band is Snow Patrol. I, my oh, nephew is uh, the drummer in Snow Patrol. Oh, really? They're wonderful. Yeah, Johnny Quinn. And I'm so proud of them. They're brilliant. It's my brother's son is the drummer. And um, so I go to the O2 and the Royal Albert Hall and things to see Snow Patrol these days. But after Zombie, I thought, I don't know how I could sit through Snow Patrol again, actually. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's heavy metal. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's different from light up, light up. You know, we're not doing that. But actually, the other thing is that I was just at the Wacken Festival Heavy Metal in Germany. And I was... That was uh, German heavy metal. I know, but they had Motorhead and Slayer and blah, blah, blah. And Wacken, this town near Munich and Hamburg, um, is taken over completely by this festival. So I met Germans in London when I said I was going to Wacken. Mm-hmm. They said to me, oh, Wacken, that's fantastic. You don't know in Germany this means. This means. So I, it was extraordinary because I was the only person signing in Wacken. Yeah. I thought, what am I doing here? <laughs> but it was great. So I got into so This is my Wacken VIP. Oh, nice. I'm frightfully proud of That's that. That's very sweet. Yes, I know. Gorgeous. <laughs> and, and I just, it's so cool. So, I mean, there I was in Wacken, and everyone's there. The whole town's completely taken over. All the houses, hotels, everything. Everyone's in black from head to toe and heavy metal. But I found out those guys are quite like pussy cats. Yeah. They're really, I mean, the poor they, people and the heavy metal people are yeah. they're much scarier than the th- I are. know, because yeah. the whole town of Wacken was terrified of them mm-hmm. when they first arrived. Right. And I'm now like, every here, house yeah. is open. Uh-huh. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's wonderful. And then I got into heavy metal. It was great. But then I came home to London, to Primrose Hill, where I live. On the Sunday morning, I woke up and I thought I died because the sound had stopped. I thought my heart was going to burst out of my chest with that beat. Anyway, it is something to it when you actually feel the music. No, but it, yeah, no, but the, no, it literally does go through one. I'm, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I had to get, you know, because I was right up front VIPing it, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to go. That <laughs> yeah. so was great. No, mm-hmm. I was just say you know, we're at Mad Monster Party, and uh, you must see so many people dressed up as different characters. And is it fun for you to be at the conventions and meet people? Who That's just love really them? boring. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm sick to well, death. Well, I'm glad you it. came over here. Uh, <laughs> Mad Monster's brilliant, and we did a Mad Monster in. Um, Charlotte. Yeah. And we had a... Oh, yes. That's right. And uh, we had a fantastic uh, screening. And um, Mm -hmm. I always made out that, you know, like maybe in my 90s, I might end up shadowing myself in Vegas. (laughs) Maybe. And then Nell ruined it all because she suddenly jumped up on the stage in Charlotte and pushed her magenta out of the way. (laughs) Uh, Her, 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 um, Columbia, sorry and touch my magenta which <laughs> Columbia and started to tap dance herself and I thought oh my god what's she doing she was up there shadowing herself a bit early so I followed suit I thought we better you know can't let her take all the you know limelight and then Barry got up I'm sure it's fantastic the Not line expected. was unbelievable. Yeah, because it was like from it the tent to the to the hotel. Incredible. I remember in Charlotte. 
we were just discussing at the table um, that how much that film really means so much to people. It's fun, but you know, I remember Sal from New York City. I don't know if you remember his name, but he ran a fan club and just... What do you mean? Was, I know Sal, Sal but yeah. I better than I know myself. What's Sal Martin? And, and Piero. Okay. And yes. his sister Lilius. Yeah. She was a wonderful magenta. Oh, I've known them forever. Yeah. Mm. That, I found out about them through, they did an audience participation album, which is That's amazing. Right. Amazing. So they, the whole... Well, Sal was eventually employed by 20th Century Fox. Really? Like, yes. Wonderful. As the um, head of the fan club, yeah. he got a job. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But it's extraordinary. So much to me. But Larry Weisel, who's the biggest collector of memorabilia of Rocky Horror, done amazing Rocky Horror events for us in Atlantic City at the Showboat Hotel, which sadly just closed down. Yeah. That had the House of Blue there and the theatre. And Larry's brilliant, but he has. He even has our contracts. He asked me, did I want to see mine? I thought, no, it might depress me. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he's making a film, Rocky Horror Saved My Life, which is totally fan-based. And I think it's going to be quite extraordinary. It is really amazing. Uh, I know that gay community, it's a huge thing. I think for people who, even just in general, be comfortable with themselves, a lot of people watch that film and it opens up for them the ability to express themselves more comfortably. That's right, I know. But that wasn't the intention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's just what happened. Uh, and it's, and it's all right. But I did wonder, because when we did it first on the stage, I tell you, we were doing a musical, kicking up our heels, and uh, rock and roll, yeah. you know? And I thought, and then it all became a message. And I thought, when did that happen? <laughs> and then I said to Sue Blaine, the costume designer, Have I, am I right or am I wrong? Was I missing something when we were doing it? She said, no, Pat, you weren't. That's what we were doing. A rock and roll musical. Yeah. And Isn't that interesting, though, that people can read into something that you might not have intended? Well, maybe O'Brien in his own way did. I mean, eventually, and then theses were write, written about it, and it's been extraordinary. So he opened a can of worms. Yeah. You know? It seems like the entertainment industry, well, people like John Lennon, that something that starts off is just fun. You've got a band. And you've got a movie that like Lucy in meaning, the Sky with Diamond. And it ends up meaning something. <laughs> but he does say, "Don't dream it, be it." Yes. And I think Richard O'Brien, in his own way, knew what he was doing, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. It was always revealed. <laughs> and this amazing girl came up to me in London at a convention, and she said, "Miss Quinn, I'm a, a lesbian, and I'm from Essex." And I have to thank you so much for everything you've done for me. I thought, um, yes. <laughs> Quite, that's great. And it's nothing, I've got nothing against people from Essex. Exactly. <laughs> Did you get that? I did. Good, okay. <laughs> but, you know, there you are. Because I was used to sort of very nice um, young boys coming up and telling me how great it was to save their lives. Mm -hmm. But now I've got the girls all telling me. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Wigan? What? Wigan. What's Wigan? It's a town in England. <laughs>
Wigan? Yeah. I've never been to Bloody Wigan. Wigan. Oh, if you like pies, it's the place to go. Wigan. That's, that's what we've heard. Uh, darling. When you, because I know they actually filmed parts of Lords of Salem in Salem. Yeah, where, I didn't get you the, were in the, uh, that's the, that's the, the area we're from. I'm very familiar. Yeah. It's a lovely town. Yeah, right. even oh, I know, because a friend of mine, Rick Mather, an architect in London, American, uh, was going, do, redoing the um, museum in Salem. Mm. Yeah, there's some fantastic stuff. Sadly, I didn't get the. But again, back to Lord of Salem, how did it feel to be able to have this role? And your character really stands out. There's one of the witches who's kind of almost like a background person, but you have a you have that one scene and you start telling mm-hmm. the path. And uh, it's just great. Thank you very much. Rob Zombie wanted to cut that. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, well, thank God he didn't. Well, I just took him by the scruff of the neck and pushed him into my dressing room. Listen up, pro boy. What am I doing here? I can go home now, you know. I said, I've just cracked it, how to play that scene. He said, well, I think it's too long. I said, not the way I do it. No, it's wonderful. I think it Thank you huge, so much. difference in the tone of that film, really <laughs> truly. I know. Do you think I don't know that? I know what I'm doing, girl. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I time something was pulled together here. Mm-hmm. You're an angel. I love you. You're very observant. <laughs> Woo. It is. It's, it's fantastic. It's, Thank you. It's great, and then it gets into this dark place. I mean, there are I had to take it there. Yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Thanks. It's Vibe to the witches. Well, yeah. I know. Well, they were getting out of hand. I thought I had to rein them in. <laughs> anyway, yes, there was and a lot of stuff going on about that. But the next morning, that's when Zombie arrived in the T-shirt, the Rocky Horror T-shirt, because he'd, uh, you know, and he said, I've got to thank you so much for... I thought... Mm. <laughs> I know, I know you joke kind of watching his other movies when you turn them off and stuff. But Lords of Salem is totally different from any of the, his other films. So I believe because uh, lots of people they either like it or they don't. Mm-hmm. But I was in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and these guys came up to my table and they said, "Miss Quinn, we saw your Lords of Salem." I said, "Oh," and I said, "Oh." I said, oh, I'm in the Bible Belt. <laughs> and they said, Miss Quinn, wear the buckle of the belt. <laughs> I said, I'd better get out of yeah. town. <laughs> they didn't chase you, you out of town with, like, But I didn't know when I tightened it up. I took it your way. Uh-huh. But, uh, oh, I mean undo the unzipped I didn't know what you mean. No, no, I, I wasn't thinking of anything. I was thinking about, did, if, did that mean they were, the, were, they were very... Um, um, like the center of the belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're more, more than anywhere. Yeah, it's like the that's connection. The, the connection, that's yeah. the point. Well, I thought I'd better get out of town. Yeah. Because, you're also, you're also um, I, like pitchforks I was a bit torches. worried about... Yeah. Rocky Horror is... Well, they didn't mind about that. <laughs> oh, no, they like that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's the, the content of the witches and the religious yes, aspect. Fair enough. Very true. Sweet transvestite, fine. Witches, bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much. Wonderful. We could do another. We could do a whole uh, three days. Sure. All right. We'll be here all weekend. We'll be more fun. She's gorgeous. Thank all you so right. much. I'm going because I'm exhausted. Bye. Right. Well, enjoy. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. So that was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, someone I've I've enjoyed yeah. since I was a kid, and uh-huh. truly, to see her in Lords of Salem mm-hmm. was a pleasure. Because you see these a lot of the Rob Zombie people you see, and wow, you know, kind of mm-hmm. good for them. But that's amazing what the comment she had about yeah. that scene, because truly, Cause it, it makes was, a giant mm-hmm. difference in the tone, mm-hmm. certainly for the witches, and that sets up yeah. kind of the uh, almost I don't know if diabolical is quite uh-huh. the right word. But like that really dark. There's there's an issue here. These are mm-hmm. and also it's, the idea of the fate. Yeah, like really this, comes this in fate that, that's it's doomed. It's, it's well, exactly. And, and again, mm-hmm. there's like this strange sexual aspect where she is going to be the mother of the, of the right. And uh, and then there's all these other weird little sexual mm-hmm. things. You got the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Got a couple of different priests and yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the in between between the otherworldly aspects and the wor- and the worldly aspects true, true. where her character is kind of the in between of all that. And up until that point, you know that the witches are up to something, mm-hmm. but that really turns it yeah. turns it on its head and then mm-hmm. you kind of are going into like you were saying it was the transition like into the underworld mm-hmm. of the film. So yeah. Cuz after that it really is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh Fantastic. Like the gatekeepers. The, yeah. yeah. So this is our first interview. Yeah, and that was that was, that was awesome. Wonderful. She's so right. cool. Uh huh. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So, you both have very scary eyes, and then just... scary eyes. It means mm-hmm. what does that mean? You're intimidated. I I am very I'm very intimidated. No, but no, it's cool. I, I actually always uh, I always take pictures of your eyes on the thing. I always think it's oh, cool. Because the whites in our Yeah, yeah. Really and nice. she had this uh, similar. Thing going. She's, very, she's yeah. an intense lady. Yeah. She knows what she wants. She knows what she wants to do. All right. So, so that was. Friend, thank you so much. Yeah, that was awesome. And
aparece al fin No quedan más que mis latidos Ilumina el fuego mi interior Ya no quedan dudas Ya no quedan dudas This is Annabelle Lecter. That would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And a big thanks to Patricia Quinn. Uh, this interview was thought to be lost in its entirety, which would have been bad times. But it, uh, we found it, we played it, and it was an awesome time. Uh, it was in uh, Seattle. Uh, we get to uh, meet her. We were Mad Monster Party. Yeah, Mad Monster Party Shadow over Seattle. It was cool. Uh, Eben seated us between all the Rocky Horror Picture Show guests and all the guests from Fright Night. Oh, that's totally badass. Yeah, it was awesome. Yes. It was a really good place to operate out of. It was like mm-hmm. kind of like a corner area. It was, it was good. Yeah. Thanks, Evan. Evan's a hero. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, we got a bunch of people calling in right now because tonight is a 300 episode. Hold on one second. Thank you for calling in. I I don't want to interrupt you, but right now it's a 300th episode. And in honor of the 300th episode tonight, and for next week's guest, the director of Phantasm Ravager, we are giving away, well, I think we'll be giving away all month, but tonight we're going to give away a copy of Phantasm and a copy of Phantasm Ravager. A DVD to one left. Right. Yeah, it's the remastered Phantasm. Yes, yes. Ooh. Which I just listened to the commentary track on. Hmm. Uh, seven, six, and really cool uh, interviews from the 70s, which I have to say, he had he had a pretty sweet jacket uh, going on. Let's see, uh, 765 area code. You were just speaking. Who are you? I'm sorry. It's Jason. Jason. Excellent. Shepard? Really? Hello. Hello, Jason. Is it Jason Shepard? No, it's Jason Wampler. We met at Con at Days of the Dead. Oh, okay, excellent, excellent. 
I'm sorry, I wasn't sure which Jace. Yeah, you're fine. Alright. <laughs> you will not beat my ass. <laughs> I haven't seen you for so, quite a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah, all things are good here. Yeah. So what what's going on in your what's going on for you, Jason? Not much. Just chilling. Seeing the radio show was on. Figured I'd call in and say hey. I have a picture of Jason kissing me. Really? Oh shit! No, let's not even talk about that. So you didn't even recognize the voice of the man that you were involved in this love tryst with? It's love. I was and just leave a cheap date Jones. one night. Yeah. Right. Real cheap date. Picks you up and drops you. Yeah. Uh, That's his mo. Quick, quick, too. I think you even told me never post that picture. <laughs> never again. I seen it last year. You posted it on Facebook. You said, "Don't let this uh, change your decision" or something. I was like, "Oh, Neil, I didn't even know you still had that." <laughs> it's my screensaver. Uh, pretty bad. But yeah. Actually, Jace was at the very first uh, convention I was ever at. Uh, Android at the the first days. Of- yeah, yeah, you Android. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, it was nice. But uh, yeah, just figured I'd call in and say, "Hey." Excellent. So tonight's our three hundredth episode. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Now, uh, we're giving away some Phantasm DVDs uh, tonight. To, to, we're going to write down all the callers, and uh, we'll, we'll pick one at the end of the show. Um, are you a fan of Phantasm? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, which do, do you like? Have been able to see Ravager yet? No, I haven't. Not yet. Oh, well, I, I've been doing the whole family thing. You know, I don't really have time. Work and family. Understandable. Yeah, well, he family can watch Phantasm Ravager. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sure his family will. It's fine. I think it's fine for Jason. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, well, might that might turn out well because you might win a copy, and then you can watch it. All right, sounds good, buddy. Well, uh, I will talk to you guys next time. All right, thanks for calling, Jason. Thanks for calling. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye bye. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Jason, the man you forced to kiss you, no, I don't think, I didn't think and left any, him high and dry. I don't think there was any forcing involved. Um, I, 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 I'm tempted to find the picture and post it here in the chat. Oh, he might, he might poor guy! I don't, I don't know. You're the one that brought it up, not him. <laughs> it's not like he brought it up and he's bringing it, bringing it down <laughs> on himself. This is this is you. Uh-huh. Look, at, look at this. No, don't look at it. There's a poor man. He's trying to save his pride. <laughs> Damn, uh, he'll never call back. Every time he, he calls, you're like, oh, some man that kissed me. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, but that's, that's if that his could... wife doesn't kick him out. No. Right? His kids are going to hear this like, turn on the show. <laughs> he kissed a man. It's just on the cheek. 317, uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Leroy. Leroy. What's Leroy. going on, Leroy? Yeah, yeah, you interviewed me once. Oh, you're uh, 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 an author. Yes, yes. And the author of Chat. Yeah, oh. and I... Were you at the first uh, Days of the Dead, too, I was at? Oh, yes, I was. I've been at every one of them since then, too. Excellent. Uh, yeah, in Indy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's for the same one uh, which is talked with Jason. The um, yep. do you have any? Uh, How's it going? I'm doing very well. Yeah, we're good. How are you, Leroy? I'm doing great, bud. I'm doing great. I uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I saw where you had surgery not too long ago, and yeah, thought I'd call and see how you were doing. I'm doing much better, thank you. I appreciate uh, you asking. Yeah. And uh, didn't you you had some health problems not too long ago too? I believe a couple years ago maybe. I'm sorry. Didn't you have some health problems a couple years ago? Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm retired now. So uh, Chad so, is out. Do you have any other books? Uh, I've got one, uh, which is the um, it's uh, the first book of the young adult trilogy called the Cowboy Ben Chronicles. And uh, what I've done is I've taken the King Arthur legend, some of the old classics from Universal, and some of the Greek mythology and combined them all into an Old West setting. Wow. That's strange. It's interesting. It's so much stuff to put together. That's really interesting. Oh, I, I enjoy writing. That's one thing that I, I enjoy. So it is magic now, I, in this Western setting? I'm sorry? Is there magic that works in the Western setting? Does that come up, or is that not a part of it? Yes, there, there, there is magic. Um, Merlin is a part of it. Cool. Um, what has happened is, as we all know, King Arthur and uh, Mordred, his son, killed each other on the battlefield. And we all knew that Morgan Le Fay was a sorceress. Yes. Morgan's mother. Well, she resurrects him, and he comes back as a vampire. Oh. Now, the year is 1893, and there's only one thing that can bring Mordred down, and that is Excalibur. Hmm. So and... It's a quest. But it's also got the uh, Headless Horseman in it. It's got uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, the Wolf Man, the Invisible Man. Uh, I, can't, I can't. It sounds like an awesome graphic novel. Have you got, I don't know if you'd even be interested in doing that, but have you tried to find any artists to do a graphic novel out of it? It sounds like it would be really fun. Um, I've talked with uh, Terrence Muncy, mm -hmm. uh, but he hasn't really had time to do that. Uh, of course, Phil Yuri don't have time. Mm -hmm. But those are the only two that I know of that would be able to to actually do a, a graphic novel of it. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. So when is that? Is that out now or is it coming out? Um, the first book is out now. Cool. Thank so you. it's going to be a series? I'm sorry? It's going to be a series? Uh, it's going to be a, a, a trilogy. Oh, cool. It's very cool. The first one is called Cowboy Ben and the Ghost Town of Aberline. Hmm. The second one, which I'm working on now, is called Cowboy Ben in the Lost City of Atlantis. And the third one will be Cowboy Ben and the Vampire King of Camelot. So if people are going to find this, because it is fascinating to hear about, I've certainly, I've never heard about so many things put into one thing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, where did people find this? Uh, well, they could find it on Amazon. Uh, they'd be able to find it on barnesandnoble.com. Um, I'm self-publishing these. Yeah. Because of the first book that I did, Chat, uh, I had it published by a quote-unquote traditional publisher. Yep. And I have not seen any royalties whatsoever. Yeah. American Star Publishing, I I ask all writers to stay away from. That's a good thing to know. I mean, it's dirty out there. Self-publishing, there's so many people that do it, and I don't know what kind of, if there's any kind of upfront cost to you at all, or if they just, if they, if they're printed, if they just print them off as they come, or if people just get, do people just, I mean, that's pretty. Uh, You order it and they'll print them off. That's fantastic. And I'm, you know, I'm also working on a ghost story right now. Oh, cool. You're called what, Amanda. What time? What era is that set in? Uh, it's set in. It's set into here and now. Okay. It's uh, it's set close to uh, some place that I that I lived in for a while. What part of the it is in America or elsewhere? Oh, Indiana. Oh, okay. Now is this Annabelle? Yeah, I'm the only I'm the only girl on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so far, okay, we're friends on Facebook. Oh, good. All right. What was your last name again? I know I caught Leroy. That I like the name Leroy. So uh, Dawson, D A W S O N. There, you're right up top. I'm sorry. You were. Right. I started typing it in, and you were the top top Leroy of the Leroys. Yeah. <laughs> you are. All right. Cool. I'm the one uh, standing next to uh, Billy Drago. <laughs> <laughs> I also see you're standing next to a corpse. That's nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. No yeah, no problem. Wasn't, wasn't Ari uh, Lehman involved in, in, uh, in the series of books, too, somehow? Um, actually, um, we used his likeness for the, um, for Cowboy Ben, uh, for the, uh, for the cover. Right. Um, Ari, Ari told us we could. Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I was just thinking you just, uh, you just grabbed him or nothing. Let's see if I was ever made into a movie, I was going to ask that Ari be uh, cast as Ben. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. It'd be nice for him to get into something again. It's been, a, it's been a while, I think. Other than the band, which I hope is going very well for him. Oh, um, I haven't seen Ari in a long time. Oh, you know. It's been a, yeah. been a lot of times yeah. since I've seen him. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think maybe Kalamazoo. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. Damn. Mm-hmm. No, I saw him in person. Yeah, he went to yeah. the uh, thing, but it was pretty brief. Yeah, I couldn't get to that one. Yeah, I, there's a you know, I you know, I haven't even I haven't even seen Neil over the Days of the Dead for a long time. 
No, I, uh, we don't go uh, to Days of the Dead. I actually haven't been to a convention in a few years, in a couple of years. I think since uh, Texas Frightmare in 2000. Yeah, last, that was um year before last. Real? Wow, we did like one convention last year? Yeah. and uh, Like well, uh, the year before last, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the year before last. I know I went, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. didn't do any in 2016. Yeah, no more Days of the Dead for us, sorry. Yeah, so it, it won't be. Yeah, I, I I don't get a chance to go to many of them, so mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're, giving, we're giving away Phantasm uh, movies tonight. Are you a fan of Phantasm? Yes, actually, I am. Have you seen Have that? you seen Ravager yet? No, I have not. Wow. Um, I work part time, like maybe one day a week at a movie theater. Oh, nice. And I still have not seen uh, Rogue One. Really? Oh. So I have I not had a Star chance. Wars fan because you wouldn't have mentioned it if you weren't. You do like Star Wars? Yes, I do. Oh, it's so great. I'm a collector. I hope you see it. I mean, I, I can't imagine it's going to leave the theater anytime right away, but it, it really was. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm sure you've heard that. It's pretty consistent, I think, that people enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, and I'm also a big Star Trek fanatic. Yeah, I like Star Trek too. I know there's this whole, like, you have to be one or the other, like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones or something like that. <laughs> Dating myself. Um, but no, I like both as well. I haven't really seen any of the new Star Trek movies, though. I saw... Oh. Not the last one, and not the one before that. Oh, you've got to see Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, that it is the best that. one out of the three new ones. It is. I really liked it in the in the first one, uh, the first new one. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I liked it a lot too. I wasn't big on the on the on the one previous uh, to that with uh, the kind of the remake of Rathacon. I, I thought it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, that was in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah, what did you I, think of that? I'm sorry? What did you think of that? Because Troy really, I think, I believe, if I recall correctly, Troy really likes it. I didn't see it. And Neil just hates it. It, it was all right. Um, I think it was the weakest of the three. But, you know, the first one, the first one, Star Trek, it brought back so much nostalgia to me, for me. Yeah, I also thought it was the really second one. Did it. You know, like I said, it was all right. The third one, Star Trek Beyond, was an original story, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll I, have to watch that. Simon Pegg uh, wrote that one. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Uh, Simon Pegg wrote that one, and it, it, <laughs> yes, it, he it did. Was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely the funnest of the three. It's a good movie, too. It's not just, you know, silly or anything, but it's a good movie. Yeah. And they're going to do a fourth one. Oh, good, because I know uh, the third one, I guess, didn't do very well, uh, which mm. is too bad. I think it's really because uh, the one pr- the previous one really was a lot of people didn't like, like myself, but uh, and so then they didn't come out to this one. But I think this one, uh, uh, even though it didn't do too well at the theater, I think it'll, um, through word of mouth and DVD and stuff, people... Uh, you know, be into Well, I'll tell you at the theater where I work at, uh, it was sold out a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. You know, 
I was always talking about how good it was, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have to pick a Star Trek uh, TV series, which which uh, crew did you prefer? Uh, believe it or not, Voyager was my favorite series. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Um, it was more... To me, it was just a lot more fun. Um, and they kept the storylines going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I had a hard time getting into. And I really didn't get into that one until the uh, seventh season. Yeah, I had someone really, I, I did, someone really pushed that on me. And eventually I was kind of, I just accepted it, but it never really, it didn't do much for me. And then Enterprise, I had a really hard time with that one. Is that the newest one with Scott Bakula? Yes. Oh, I heard that was terrible. I didn't even watch it. Well, and the next generation, I enjoyed. You know, but... I, I know. Picard is no Captain Kirk, I'll tell you. I love Picard. He drinks Earl Grey tea. He's my he's he would be my captain of choice. I love the car. I'm sorry. He would be my my captain of choice. I, I like I like uh, Next Generation is probably my. I love the original, and Kirk is is so entertaining. That guy is. Have you seen him in a convention? Will Shatner? No, I haven't. Oh man, he's something else. Now I'll tell you who I have uh, met and uh, would. And whenever he'd come to Indianapolis, he'd call me and let me know. Oh, no shit. We'd get together a drink. And that was Jimmy Doohan. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, heck, he was, he was a great guy. Yeah, he must have been a hell of a guy. How, well, so, so how did you guys end up becoming buddies enough where he'd let you know he was around? Uh, back in 88, uh, I was at a convention, and he was here. And me and a couple of buddies of mine were sitting in Quincy's drinking. Mm-hmm. And he came in, sat down at our table, and started getting drunk with us. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> yeah, but being old is fine as long as you've got some awesome stories to go with it. If you're old and you oh, have I- a lot of stories, that kind of sucks. But if you're old and you got stories, then... That's good. Oh, stuff. I do have a lot of stories. And you, then old is fine. You can wear old very well when you've got a lot of stories. So back when I was younger, uh, I made friends with a lot of older people, elders, just so I could hear their stories. Yeah, I always uh, when I was a kid and I was around older people. I still do, but I always I knew kids that were my age, and they'd be like, no video games. I always love listening to a good story. But see, you write. You're a writer. I I like to write as well. And I mean, we're all everybody listening to this is into narratives big time, I'd assume, because they watch these movies and are, are movie buffs. So who knows what those kids are doing nowadays that didn't like to listen to the stories of their the adults around them. But no, I, I'm totally with you. I always I always love listening to old stories. 
Uh, oh, we think we lost Leroy. Oh, oh man, Leroy was a pleasure to talk with. Oh, if Leroy he's, if he's gone and you're listening, Leroy, I'm oh, back. Oh, there he is. There, there, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, my phone. I dropped my my phone dropped. Oh, no. Worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, wanted to tell you guys that you know I enjoy talking with you. Oh, enjoy talking and... to you. It's been a long time. I'm sorry. I enjoy talking to you too. It's been a long time. It has been, man. Now, is this the number to reach yet? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Call. All right. Time. Cool. Yeah. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you in some more then. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, we're live every Thursday night. Yep. Unless every there's Thursday something night. going on, if it's almost every Thursday, maybe if there's like a holiday or something, maybe we won't be around, but. But for the most really, part. We're, we're pretty consistent. So, no, it was great. It was nice to meet you, Leroy. Nice meeting with you guys, and um, you guys have a good evening, all right? You as well. Thanks, you too. All right, you take care, Leroy. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, excellent. Leroy. Leroy and Jason here on the show. I'm trying to find the picture of Jason, but I'm not having much oh, luck. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Ah. Poor guy. He actually messaged on Facebook here and says he wanted he he actually wants a copy of it. He didn't say he wanted a copy in front of the world. <laughs> he wasn't like, hey, can you post that publicly for me, sir? He yeah. messaged you privately. I even tried to uh, Pri- look it up, uh, like uh, f- like our fr- friends, but I'm pretty sure he removed his tag from it. Oh, really? Huh? Why? Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, very cool. If anyone wants to call in, it's 508-413-3144. You can Skype in without your head. Talk about whatever you want. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Um I just happened to, to um, cause I keep a list of all the shows, and uh, I I don't always update it. You know, sometimes it'll be like a couple, a few months, or a lot, you know, a while before I update it. And so last night I was, I was updating it. And uh, by the way, if you ever see the comic book logos, the numbers on those comics correspond to the the number show they're on. That's why they have different numbers. And um. And so was that, and then just happened to be that tonight was the 300th show. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So and it's fun. the first show of the new year. Yeah, it all worked out. It's pretty cool. The, the, the yeah, new it's year, awesome. The decade of decapitation is over. It's, uh, wow. it's the first show of the new decade. First show yeah, of the we year. don't have a decade name yet, do we? No. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a year of the... That's that's hopefully going to be wrapped up pretty soon in the in the drawing world. I'm pretty excited about this one. You guys I'm like this? I know you really just saw it today. Yeah, you're cool with it. Yeah, oh, I, I think it's it. awesome. Absolutely awesome. love it. This is really gnarly animal. He's dark looking, but this is 2017. The, who does anybody in particular want to give it? You say it. You do it's it. It's 2017, the year of the beast. Awesome. It's gonna look sweet on the shirts, on the uh, on the hoodies, and I know uh, some of our friends have been looking for new ones, so uh, it's gonna be good times. Yeah, maybe someday we'll cut out like like the the rise of the cult year of the. Yeah, we will. It'll be out there eventually. I can't wait for the day when you have enough that we can do like a uh, a calendar. 
Yeah, like a oh, Chinese calendar. I just think that'll be the balls. That will be so great. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be sweet. So uh, well, we do have the previous years besides Rise of the Cult, uh, all available on withoutyourhead.com/store. Yeah. So you can. The Hydro go- one's fine. Yes, yeah, as far as oh, I know. Good. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a crap quality or something, but it's good. You yeah, got a solid one. I think one? it's fine for uh, for that uh, to get them on the, uh, spe- uh, on the other side that they wouldn't let us print them. I don't think. Oh, okay, awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yay! I really like that. I like my logos. Yeah, so it's an evil genius. As well, you should. Axe murder Hydra. Uh, uh, we'll have the the rise of the cult up eventually, and uh, but the year of the beast will be up soon as well. Maybe by maybe by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening on podcast, mm. that'd be pretty sweet. Maybe, maybe. Yes. So I'm pretty sure it's here. Uh, I'm trying to find this picture, but I'm not having. I'm not having <laughs> Poor guy. I think it was at the first, uh, actually, the first uh, convention. I wore the hat. Oh no, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I I don't think you gave me a copy of that picture because that was Neil and I had not like like met one another in person uh, when he took the hat. See, okay, so here's what happened. I, I painted my picture Dr. Hyder. And he was like, I did an interview with that guy. I'll check it out. And then we started chatting. And we have stuff in common. No one likes human centipede. We're going to go, oh, it's too general. Blah, 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 blah. Paint a hat. All right, so I'll paint this hat. So he sends me in the mail his top hat. And I paint all these characters he loves on. And it's great and everything. And then it got hand delivered to him by by someone I know, not me, because they just happened to be going to uh, to Cape Cod. And then he went to Days of the Dead with the hat. Mm-hmm. That's the hat. Yeah. It is a pretty nice hat. I haven't. I I would really like to do another hat for you sometime. It's like been years. Okay. Well, um, it, I know we talked about the stovepipe hat, and I think I think it was kind of like the uh, Rise of the Cult. Right, it where it was like be. something that sounded so great yeah. and it just didn't happen because of the, like a single factor being that we didn't actually have the hat. Uh, well, <laughs> I did. I do think a bowler would be cool, and I happen to have two uh, black bowlers, so uh, yep. it'd be cool to keep one. And uh, yeah, I'll bring one. Uh, in one. If we if we meet again, or when we meet. If again. we meet again, yeah. I see. I know you're trying to can't see this guy. He's like going with weather. It's gonna be rain. It's gonna be so much snow. And I look, I look at like Weather Underground. It's a great, great weather site. It's like gonna be less than five, not even five inches snow. It's like one to three inches of snow. Uh, let's. Well, it's gonna be more on the Cape. No, I looked at Sandwich Mass. I didn't just go on Boston. Well, since I know how weather works. But then then, uh, Saturday will be a lot more. It's hard for me to get home in the snow. Jesus. Then just be, just, just tell me. Well, I did tell you. Oh, you said it was going to snow all day. It was it not going to snow, gonna snow There's going to be snow tomorrow. And it's it's hard for me to get home in the snow. Mm-hmm. It is. So, uh, this is news. This is new news. Anyways, no, we not. should really start to drink. All That's right. What you said, man. And because this is the special 300th episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thought, what better way to do that than instead of just having one drink, instead of having the two comparison drinks, we each choose a fine beverage and uh, and try it out. So I chose the Smirnoff Sorbet Light Mango Passion Fruit. 
Sounds amazing. Oh, I just saw in little letters it says reduced calorie. I hope that doesn't blow up. <laughs> well, anyways, no, it's, it's still be sorbet. It it's going to be yummy. And I chose the UV ruby red grapefruit. Yeah. Sounds good. I- so, oh, and I chose Bacardi coconut. Mm-hmm. So I a, think we have a good trifecta here. here. Yes. Yeah, it's very fruity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Originally, we were planning on drinking 300 shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still up for that. All right. <laughs> but I don't think I'll make it to work tomorrow. I don't do. think I have to. They'll understand. It's the 300th episode. You just That's be like, true. I'm sorry, it's the 300th episode. I know, man, I know. So I decided to die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> It would be a good way to end. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna check out, you might as well drink it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, well, I feel like this is a this is a strategy because I'm afraid if we do ruby red first, it'll like crush everything else. All right, do that one final. Yeah, because I think the grapefruit will be quite strong. It probably will be. Good call. So Maybe we should do the light one first. Then. The all right. Pour that. All right. So it'll go sorbet, mm-hmm. then then the coconut, and then the grapefruit. Cool. All right. This you guys ready to do this? Yes. This one's got the best cap. I love the copper-colored cap. Yeah, it's nice. It's very pretty. Smells nice. Oh, I haven't cracked mine yet. Oh, it smells amazing. Oh, it sure does. Oh, man. Mm. I'm all watering. Mm. I don't even want to drink it now. I just want to sniff it. Right? I'll just like put it in my nostril. Just mm-hmm. edge it up there and let it hang. Can you sniff? I wonder if you could get can you get drunk off of alcohol fumes if it evaporates in your nose? Good question. I you can. That right. sounds terrible, but it smells great. <laughs> Alright, so Are we ready? Yes. I'm ready. Alright. Here we go. Begin. I dig it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm. It is very light, it is, but not yeah. light like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is reduced calorie light. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so yummy. Mm. I like it. I like it, too. I think it's very good. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't even know that. what I would do with it, though, because the, the yeah, I don't know what you could mix it with. Yeah, the flavor is so nice. I wouldn't want to mm. wreck it. So I don't know if I just put it on ice. Maybe a, a I think cream. if you found like they make a, a light orange juice which doesn't have a ton of flavor to it. Yeah. And it might be good in something like that. I almost want to make a smoothie with it. Yeah, that'd you be probably good. could. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually even a little milk would be good in it. Yeah. I'm afraid, like, would it screw... I know you can mix alcohol and milk. I almost feel like it would, like, curdle or something, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I might have to... I might hang on to this and, and mix a drink. I'm going to mm. do some experimenting. I was I afraid I liked ten. it. I, I'm I just gonna killed it. it. I just... Uh, this is 10 for me. This was one of the more drinkable shots we've done. I agree. I can. I'd like it just the way it is. Yeah. And it wasn't like overpowering. Like sometimes we have some potent drinks. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't burn your uh, throat. Or, no. Yeah, 
I think the reduced calorie might actually help this. Yeah, and it doesn't have a a weird aftertaste. No. Damn. Yeah, I'm I'm giving this one a straight-up nine. I dig it a ton. All right. Annabelle, ten. Yep. I think I might give it ten, too, because I just drank all mine. Yeah, I love it. I'm just holding off because I'm I'm thinking... Yeah, maybe I'll change my vote. I think i got to give it a ten as well. Really? Just because I can't really find any drawbacks to it. Oh, this is a Mr. Midnight drink. Yeah. Let me yep. guess Neil doesn't have the song. No. God damn it, Neil. He's never ready because there's, it's not not that uh, we haven't had too many of them. How many That's why you got to be maybe? ready to like, bam, I'm going to find it. Mr. Yeah. Midnight. <laughs> we never did uh, record uh, the uh, uh, Coolidge After Midnight song. Oh, that would be great. That's a really good idea. You want to sing it? Coolidge after midnight. <laughs> movies till the dawn. There was more Watching till the morning. <laughs> Something else. Yeah. We had more later. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Can you hear this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, That's it. Right there. So if you can hear this, I'm just going to fucking play it myself. All right. I mean, we not real well, but. Screw you, Neil. Here we go. But I wish we would have been able to hang out with Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Man, this is a hell of a song. He looks very serious. He's, and when he does the little dance, too. There we go. Alright, we'll get that ready just in case one of these other ones. For real? It's, okay, so let's see. I'll get it. Alright, so are we going to go straight into the next one? I think so. I think so. Right. I have a palate cleanser here. All right. Well, we got a cool bat on the top of this one. A little Bacardi yeah, bat's okay. always nice. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. What do we got? Bacardi coconut. Smells like, like coconut sun lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of summer. Oh, summer. It's nice and clear. Living is easy. I like that song very much. Good song. Alright. Alright, we ready for number two? Mm-hmm. Alright, down the hatch. It's great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ten! Mm-hmm. Not messing around today. Mm. So ten, 
high pressure on Troy. <laughs> I know you're not kidding. Mine's going <laughs> to suck now. You guys picked like the most amazing ones. Yeah, this is great. Again, very smooth. It's a little, uh, probably a little more uh, potent than the other one, but still very smooth. Yeah. I, it's got a real nice coconut flavor. It's not like burny. It's just yeah. the right. is a lot stronger. Very nice coconut flavor. It is. It's, it's so just like the perfect flavor. amount of flavor, too, I mm-hmm. think, to it. Mm. I was just going to say it tastes very natural, and it is uh, with natural flavors. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Expertly blended. The, uh, the sorbet was 60, pr- uh, 60 proof, and this is 70 proof. Yeah. All right. I got to go with a 10 as well because I can't find a flaw in this one. Yeah, it's good. So does this mean I'm going to play up uh, Mr. Midnight? Yeah. yeah. All right. Neil, you're with us. Yes. Syrup cup. It'll put you in the it's a good thing I don't have any more shots of this because I think I'd drink another. Seriously, that could be good with so many things. Oh, yeah. That, I could see, and I'm not really a big fan of soda, but I could have that with a Coke. No mm-hmm. problem. All right, pressure's on me now, kids. Damn, man. Oh, I don't know how mine's going to... Maybe we should have started with mine. No. <laughs> you guys have left big... Uh, the bar's pretty high. I do like ruby red grapefruit juice a lot. And the, and the fruit itself, I like a lot. So See, but Neil's not a fan of the grapefruit, so I don't know. This is really going to have to bring it to get him... To the grapefruit satellite. So I've uh, I've since uh, liked grapefruit. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh. Yeah. It smells great. Oh, another nice scent. So yeah. we're three for three with the scent. Yeah, it smells lovely. It smells very real. All right, kids. Real here. All right. Salute. I won't give it a 10. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. Mm. The sound you made did not sound like you liked. <laughs> well, it's much different than the other two. So it took a, <laughs> it, it took a second to get used to it. It's this not is, nearly as smooth as the first two. But it's very sweet. Yeah, it is. A little more syrupy than the, yeah, the it's other not two. Yeah, uh, it's not as natural as the other two. Teasers. Right. It is not mild. Nope. But I really dig it, and I think you could definitely mix it with things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving this a solid eight. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I do like it. I, I I'm tempted to go there too, uh a seven or an eight. I like yeah. I could have this around. I could do this for a morning drink. Mm. I'm not I I'm not one of those people who has a problem with drinking in the morning as long as I have nothing I have to do. I, I don't understand those rules. Mm-hmm. I, so yeah. I put rum chata on my uh, on my my cereal. Yeah, rum <laughs> chata is like exception. <laughs> I was oh, actually rum chata on Captain Crunch would be fucking uh, awesome. I was at the pub today, and there was uh, there was a group of old uh, women uh, sitting there, and the uh, and they all had got shots of rum chata. No shit. Yeah, nice. That was something they had in a bar. Honestly, <laughs> did you just jump in with them then? 
no, uh, they had never had it before, and they were talking to the the, uh, the bartender, and uh, so it, it, it led into a having shots of rum chata. You should have bought them around. That would have been the best. Like, hey, ladies, send over the finest bottle of rum chata to that table. They were at the bar. Send the finest rum chata directly in front of them. <laughs> And uh, actually, the, there was uh, the bartenders even asked them, "What do you think this would go well with?" And and they just they all just said, "I think it's good. It goes good just with ice." Mm. I'd have it without ice. Just drink that straight out of the bottle. Rum chat, if you oh, keep yeah. having at it, is just like nectar of gods. It's it's delicious. Mm. Just That's so the milk of human kindness. <laughs> <laughs> so. Whoever invented that is. I need to buy some of that. Yeah. Is the Mac Daddy? Yeah, is you know it's good when you're talking about it and you're like, "Geez, why don't I have a bottle of that around?" Exactly. So I'm gonna go with the Ruby Red. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven. I like seven. it a lot. I don't need it in my house. It's a respectable like, score, though. Yeah, that's a good number. See, I don't feel like these numbers correspond with grades. Like that's not a C drink. Right. It's a seven. Like a C, I think, in this, it would really be like a five. Yeah. Because, you know, in school, you get a fucking C and, and a, or even a D, and then E is like at the bottom. It's, it's not a scale that makes sense at all. No, if you get a zero, you get an F. And if you get a 50 or a 59, you get an F. So, yeah. yeah. C is like a 70-something. Right. It makes no sense. Anyways, so I give it a seven. What do you guys think? Eight, seven, Neil? Uh, I think seven is good. Okay. But yeah. All right, so at least mine wasn't terrible. Oh, no. It's it was still, still a good one. Yeah. No, certainly it not terrible. terrible. I'm not just but saying. It just it picked the wrong seven. night to go up against <laughs> these two. It's not like it was, uh, let's see, or some of these bad ones. It wasn't like it was old Innsmouth Ale. No, <laughs> hell no. Do they have any new ones out? I haven't. I haven't looked for a while. Uh, yeah, I think they've had two or three since we've had them. Oh, okay. But I think we just decided to. <laughs> they must keep enough. fucking up beer over there because you know that's oh. like, <laughs> like, oh well, let's uh, print up some new cans, boys. Oh, I found the picture. Well, at Christmas time we had a um, an IPA beer that I didn't hate. I didn't love, but hmm. I didn't hate. And it was oh. a um, special edition Game of Thrones IPA. Oh, shit. Yep. Now that so it's is like definitely... the Three-Eyed Crow. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's definitely a franchise to take advantage of. That show is <laughs> popular. It's a good oh, show. exactly. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it is a good show. Someday you'll you'll get the... You'll get the feeling, and you'll just binge watch the other seasons that you haven't seen. It is great. I did see the last one I saw was uh, I just gave up. I was over at someone's house, and they were watching it, and it was the Max, one of the Max von Sydow episodes. Oh, yep. I want him on the show. He was the crow. He was the three-eyed crow, so that's pretty awesome. Oh, shit. That's cool. So everybody out there, take your, take your, uh, your parchment and your pen. And write to Max and be like, please come on the Without Your Head podcast. Hell yeah. That'd be so amazing. I would love that. Oh, I got to write Stephen King. God damn it. 
Hopefully that'll happen this year. That'd be yeah, that'd, that'd be amazing. Exciting. Mm-hmm. I probably should remember to do that since <laughs> on some Facebook. Yeah. So I did find the picture of me and Jason. Oh Jesus, poor Jason. I'm so sorry, Jason. <laughs> well, as Neil's good friend, I apologize. I know, I know, Troy's his brother and everything, but I'll take, I'll take, I'll take a hit. Unless you <laughs> want to apologize for your brother as well. It's going to be me and Troy for the rest of Neil Jones's years. Like we're so sorry. <laughs> we we come in in the aftermath and like Jeez, apologize for any crazy shit. Apparently, yeah. I was kissing you have lots. To sign of all the paperwork and stuff. Apparently, yeah. I was kissing lots of people at this convention. I'm seeing lots of pictures. Oh my God, again. How many conventions you got to be making out with the, the men? No, the, the, the one's actually a, a woman. Get out! <laughs> wow! Not a pirate? No, no, no. It's not just, yeah, like like Frankenfurter woman? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No, it's a real woman. Mm-hmm. Although, I got to tell you, the um, guy that uh, I've been working at the Forestdale School for the last two years. Yes. So, guy that I worked with. 30 years ago at the wing school that then went to the forest sale school. And I've been reunited with he, he met Neil 30 years ago. And he said that, uh, Neil is very like over the top because of me. What? Yeah. This is the H Lowry, uh, synopsis of, why Neil is the person that he is. And, and it's because I myself am very, I'm kind of a boisterous, like over the top personality. Yeah. And so to try to like become visible, <laughs> Neil had to, Neil had to really like step it up. <laughs> he had to try to outshine you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a great theory. Yep. And I was I'm like, wow, you know, it. I never thought about that. And he's like, yep, you're responsible for that. Damn, so. I'm so sorry you got <laughs> That's not fair. You were only a child. <laughs> See, and he, and he wants to meet Neil because the last time he met him, he was probably 12 years old. Wow. Neil's all grown up now. Yep. I, know. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's why I was one when I put, like, uh, on the shows, like for mature audiences, I'm thinking like it's really not for mature audiences whatsoever. <laughs> so there's a, there's that an age old enough that their parents won't old enough, but kind of immature. Yeah, the same time. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you have like for batshit crazy audiences? That would probably be a more yeah. label. That's truth and advertising there. Yeah. Are you a crazy bastard? All right, listen to this show. Check it out. You probably won't. It's kind of weird sharing because I find my my uh, my friends list on Facebook has expanded to more normal people. (laughs) What the fuck are they going to think of this? That's what happens sometimes. I mean, working for so long at a school. Yeah. I, I just you know there are times it's like. You could listen. Nah, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> like, nah, maybe I want to keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> but now Neil's like, he's a sandwich legend now because of his video. Yeah, I was thinking the exact, it was uh, 
So we went around and got this uh, video of uh, the sandwich uh, giants, which oh yeah, for uh, Christmas uh, they put up these big lights and they're very cool. So like the uh, at the fire at the fire station they have a big fireman and uh, so they all like uh, dentist yeah, the best. Yeah, the t- dentist one is awesome. Dentist one's like a toothbrush and floss. Oh, that one's <laughs> awesome. Container of floss with the floss <laughs> out of it. And I think my favorite floss. though was the Peter Rabbit. The Peter Rabbit, I think, is tremendous. Yeah, at the uh, at the Burgess um, Museum. Yeah, either that one or um, I like the, the sea monster, monster yeah, one. Which sure we'll made no <laughs> sense. I don't know why we have a sea monster, but I'm glad we do. <laughs> yeah, by the duck. Next to the ocean, I guess you could just go with that. It's like yeah. by the duck pond. There you go. <laughs> Maybe somebody <laughs> saw a sea monster there once. Uh, Dude, what are you going to do, a giant duck? If I worked there, I <laughs> real. Any any one of us, if we were like, well, we're the duck pond, so I guess we could do a duck. Or we could do a sea monster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I've also discovered that if you do three shots in the course of like two minutes, yeah. you get a little squiffy. <laughs> this is what? something I've just realized uh, now. So real quick, though, about the uh, – so – so I, I posted this on uh, – I should have really put it on the YouTube first, but I put it on my Facebook, and then uh, everyone was sharing it from there. And uh, and not just – you know, it was like all these, like, local sandwich people. So, like, my neighbor was sharing, and he added me. Whoa. And uh, it's, it's very weird because I don't think we have much in common. He's got a giant uh, – He's got a giant like flag that says uh, Trump Pence on it. Like, oh, that's you all right over. Giant American flag, and then like, so so anyway. And then I'm just thinking like, these people they're gonna watch that video and they're like, oh, I wonder what other nice videos this guy. Then <laughs> it's like we're talking about like ghost rape, albums, fan fictions. Uh. <laughs> Secret Satan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so it was, it's actually in, uh, we picked them up today. It was pretty cool to see it, though. It's in the uh, the Sandwich Broadsider or uh, paper. It's and, awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Wow. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Who knew all you needed to do is take some videos of fucking the Christmas lights to make it? <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, how, that's what I'm going to start doing now, just taking videos of Sandwich. <laughs> That'll be my new. It's you should have showed up for uh, first night, man. <laughs> yeah. Are you at a sandwich first night? Crusty people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a sandwich first night. <laughs> what do they do for sandwich first night? Um, they walk around. It's probably like a oh. half an hour walk. They do some fireworks, and everybody that attended was probably eighty years old. Yes. And it smelled like, uh, oh. I think I told Neil, yeah, it was like cheap wine, like <laughs> a big bottle of Gallows, like, uh, yep, you know, wine and Ben Gay. That's what the, oh. the evening smelled like. That's terrible. I'm sorry. That's the scent of the evening, yep. Oh. I went to Boston, uh, God, what's the name of the place? Um, Great Scott in Alston. Why does that name familiar? Alston or Great Scott? Great Scott. Great Scott's been there for a long time. What What do they do there? Music's and a, it's a bar. That does okay. Bits. And uh, yeah, it was like uh, this really good show. It had a bunch of different bands, and there was like a like black metal. There was uh, this really cool like. Um, 
dubstep techno stuff by this one guy called Ghost G-O-S-T. And he wears a skull mask and he puts all kinds of different samples from horror movies. It oh, was nice. But uh, it's fucking great. I I would really like to have him on the show for sure for artists of the month down the road. Um, But I cannot imagine being a DJ and trying to perform because it's him. It's not like he's got a bunch of people. He's not singing. He's not playing a fucking instrument. He's got a turntable. What he's so lucky he chose a mask because he would be pretty fucking boring just to see some guy jumping around to his fucking records. <laughs> right. Whatever the hell <laughs> I mean, it was a miracle he was so entertaining. He basically was jumping around. But the music was amazing. It was great. Before that, there was a band called Inayona. I really want them on. It's a female lead and a... Uh, guitarist and a drummer and that's that's some haunting shit they've got a they've got to be on the show for real what are they called again in aona it's i it's one word but it's i n capital a e o n a so great and she's just i don't know and i don't usually like a lot of female vocalist voices right well i mean i'm very fussy about vocalists anyways but but she's just nails it she's so it's like super powerful and intense mm-hmm. and haunting at the same time. So it's not just like metal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. It's, it's great. I'll, I'll send the link. It's, it's really excellent. So that was, it was great. And after the show, I talked with her for a while and super cool and hearing stories about being on the road, not like crazy stories oh, that's great. Like about what it's like tour around. And that the three of them have been together for a long time and, Oh, the poor dude that does a guitar. He is he had a temperature of like 102 and he still played. Wow. Yeah, because you have to. It's just this amazing commitment. So mm-hmm. all you independent or any band, any band out there that's on the road, freaking hats off to you, because that's some hard shit. It really is. It's it's yeah, not it wouldn't be me. thing for most people. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that just party like mad and whatever or they've got like a bajillion roadies and they'll have to think about it but no from sound it sounds like a a rough life of just road in a van or whatever no but they were super fabulous people so i hope to have them on but that was great i I had a really nice nice evening i'm sorry that you guys ended up in sandwich (laughs) i was working so i really can't you know fair enough it was my choice fair enough But it is 2017. How has your new year been so far? It's only five days in here. Mine has been tremendous. Everything's been really good so far. Sweet. I'm right with you. That was like my new year started out really well with that event. Yep. I had a free ticket too. Oh, that's even awesome. better. Yeah, because I'm like, do I want to go to this thing, this thing, or this thing? They're all music things. And that one was like, well... You know, it's not, I don't know. And then it was like, if I ordered online, it was going to be like $10 in different Fuck that. If I go there and it's, it's there, it's there. Yep. Someone on Facebook had posted they couldn't go and they had two tickets. I'm like, well, I'm only one person. Right. Oh, have your ticket. I called up the place and I was all set. Showed up. Free ticket. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it was like a $20 event. Just waltz on in. Here's my name. Well, great. so far, I got to say, like, 
2017. I know it's only five days old, but yeah. it beats the shit out of 2016. Seriously. So it's like blowing the doors off of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Has anyone died? No, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So fuck 2016. We're real. Like, it's 2017. It's so funny because there were people saying like, it's just 2016 isn't anything... No, I'm sorry. Fuck you. 2016 sucked. Yeah, it did. Not, it did. All kinds of bad like shit that. happened. Yeah, it was horrible. Neil yep. almost died multiple times. Yep. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I had some other personal good. shit going on that was really fucking terrible. This is terrible. So, terrible. so far, this clean slate has been pretty well, awesome. N- not so totally. 2017, uh, rock yeah, on so not, far. Not totally. Uh, George Cassana died uh, two days ago from uh, well, Living Dead. Uh, old C. He was 81. Uh, not to make light. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck that. He's 81. He was time. No. But uh, one's not too people bad. are going to die, but oh yeah. Oh, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we've hit a point where we're at. We've all gotten old enough where people that are meaningful to us just start are going to start to die. Oh, I mean, that's bound to happen. But you got to yeah. think last year, just as far as like celebrity people. Yeah, it was kind of insane. Yeah, just with Bowie and. Uh, Muhammad Ali and Prince. Yeah. I mean, uh, three huge, Prince, huge. George oh. Michael. Those are three. Like those yeah. are very young people. The three musicians there. Yep. Gary Shandling. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, just making it. You know, 2016 was a craptastic year. It fucking blew. Yeah. So did, let's like, forget no that. Start. Forget that as much as we can. I did like maybe four pieces of art. One of them was a Bowie, and that was it. Was really bad. I did a lot of poetry, and poetry was pretty decent. But was I was like, lazy in sixteen too. Yeah, I was. I just didn't do much. I just. I just felt exhausted all the time. It was just not. It was just not in me to create art. It was really sad. Yeah, I'm with you. Sad. So, so I hope she does so far has been a okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in like a good mood. I even listened. Neil's gonna love it. He might even have already seen it. I listened to the happy song when I got up today. Oh, like, nice. Start my day. Cause I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Oh my god! You know what my next one is? Is um because when I took up. my mom to Mohegan Sun, we listened to Bruno Mars album like. 10,000 times. And <laughs> it was, uh, oh, what is it? 24 carat. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I know this. this is Bruno Mars' song. Yeah. Yep. It's off the new album. It's his new big hit. 24 carat magic. And it's like this just sing along, happy, fucking great song. I'm totally going to listen to that. There's something about Bruno that I love. He's kind of like this weird cross between Prince, because he's a little bit naughty, mm-hmm. and like um, little Michael Jackson, because he does like the crazy dance stuff along with the singing and stuff. And I love Bruno. Bruno's great. And it's completely not my type of music. But huh. I don't know why, but I love the guy. I'm checking it out. Well, the happy song wouldn't be my normal thing either. It's not like it's bad or anything, but uh, 
you know, I tend to go for rock stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of like a Rolling Stones or like Pearl Jam, but something about this new Bruno album, it's really fucking cool. Cool. I'm going to have to I'm gonna check it out. Without doubt. Without doubt. Neil hates the happy song. Oh, yeah, he's definitely not down with any, like any good make, time music. Nope. Sounds like something. Uh, this makes me want to vomit. You, you're, <laughs> you know what you are? You're emo. I've just realized it. You're like uh, a like a '90s generation, whatever that's called, emo, because you're into the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing, I seriously, I, I would like thought of a Smashing Pumpkins song the other day. I'm like, oh man, I want to listen to that. I'll check it out. I found it, started listening. I'm like, fuck, this is misery creation. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't it's, do it's, this. It's much better than the freaking happy song. Oh my god! But I remember no. that first time we were in the car and. And Happy came on, and Neil's like, I hate this song. I'm like, how can you hate this song? <laughs> I, seriously, it's a great song. And this oh. this was our actual conversation. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this song. And he's like, I hate this song. I'm like, well, you're a soulless killjoy. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I Remember, Neil, that was our conversation. I, know. I, I was just dumbfounded that, that people like that song. Oh my! Just like this is like such a happy, great song. Like you know, well you maybe just feel it's, good. I don't know if it's about great. Maybe it's happy, but no, it's great. No, it's no, it's, it's one that just gets shit. you going. You can't help but dance. Well, I most can. people can't help but dance. Yeah, for real, even I me. Can't help I listen to like a lot sick. of music, music for sure. Oh, me too. Yeah. See, it's not like we're all like just Britney Spears in it up and shit like that or whatever the hell. I can't help but want to turn it off. Listen. You're more in touch with kids than I think either one of us, Troy. What do kids listen to nowadays? See, it's hard for me now because at my new school, it's kind of like a puppy mill. mill. <laughs> We're kindergarten through second grade. What are those kindergartners listening to nowadays? I want to get hit. <laughs> I got to I gotta say, like, when, um, when they'll play some songs, like, you know, more popular songs, they do like um, Vance Joy. They'll. they'll uh, I don't even know what that is. Is that a band or a person? Oh, band. Vance he, Joy, Australian guy. He plays the ukulele. It's really pretty well, cool. I do like the ukulele. Vance Joy. Vance Joy does this great song. Um, oh, no. see, fire in the flood. That's a great song too. But the one that the kids really like is. Uh, do they say any other popular songs by them? Mess is mine. Riptide. 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 Riptide's just a wonderful little like hum along yep. song. Alright, pause this. Oh, save that. Yep, you can hear the ukulele. Play it, play it, and we'll all, all right, smile all right. and laugh. Ready? Yep. Vance Joy's Riptide. How's the volume there? Good. I'll sing along if you don't mind. Go for it. All right. I was scared of dentists and the dark. I was scared of pretty girls and starting conversations. You're the magician's assistant in their dreams. Running down to the river. 
This guy decides to quit his job and head to New York City. This cowboy's running from She's been homeless from the highest shadows. I'm really digging this song. Yeah, isn't that great? And the yeah, kids I'm love this guy. It's very good. The video is weird as hell. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's real strange. All right, I'll put Neil but on. That's the one song that the little kids like that I, I do dig. I definitely yeah. dig that song. It's very good. And his other stuff's really good too. Well, their other stuff. Yeah, I, I like I like their sound. It's nice. Kind and of he plays you. the ukulele. So yeah, I love that. Without a doubt, we've had some good ukulele uh, tunes on this show for sure. Yep. Had uh, Wolfman Chuck of the ukuleles. Oh, gotta love that. Had um, Barry Bombcake, I believe, was our first ukulele experience, and he's amazing. Yep. That guy is a funny man, straight out of Wigan funny dude i'd like to have him back for for an artist of the month sometime i think his stuff is hilarious he does like covers of like he does the ace of spades by motorhead oh lemmy last year as well now that we're talking you know oh yeah background of that but the ace of spades is just incredible too many losses from last year i think neil tuned out he doesn't want to deal with the happiness (laughs) fuck happiness he's like goddamn happiness Fuck happiness. Pull on That's his dad, too. What, fuck happiness? Yep. Do you think anybody has a tattoo that says fuck happiness? <laughs> I bet there is somewhere out there. And if not... Oh, I'm sure of that. I've revealed my past. I, I recently was very frustrated with life, and I've revealed my past that I was a tattoo artist. So if anybody out there in the... The Boston, North Shore, Southern New Hampshire area would like to hire an amazingly gifted human being who uh, does some some decent tattoos and is fine and electric. Strangest tattoo that you did. Oh. <laughs> um. Can you narrow it down or? Yeah, there's one, but I, I honestly I can't remember where it was. I just remember where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an older man and he came in and I was the only one there. I don't know if he thought someone else would be there or what. It was just me in the shop. And, uh, the setup's good, right? Yeah. I mean, regardless of how it ends. Poor guy. So he's like, Oh, I remember what it was now. So he's like, I want to get this snake and it's just, this is going to be the small snake. So honestly, probably the size of like, if you had a child's fake tattoo, Mm Mm-hmm. Like about that, like the top of the palm of your hand, smaller than that, like the size okay. of uh, a little bigger than a golf ball in diameter, maybe it's a little, a little snake. All right, that's cool. So, do it up. And, all right, where are you gonna get it? And he's clearly so like wishes he could back out now. Oh no, I think he realized I'm the only person there. 
where he wants it is right. You know where, like, all right, so there's the land of your nether regions. Right? <laughs> and then there's, like, the, the line kind of between your, your like, hairiness and your, your belly. Uh-huh. You want it right there. Right. Like, like shave a little bit, perhaps, and just put that snake right there. It was it was for his wife because it was apparently <laughs> inside with his wife. But this poor bastard was so clearly uncomfortable, and I felt it's like for me, it's like I don't fucking I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't. I've been around so many bodies. Yeah. I don't care. It doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me to tattoo whatever. Unless someone's gonna be a creep. If someone's creepy, that changes the dynamic. <laughs> if someone's not I imagine creepy, it would be. Like this poor bastard, I felt so bad for him, and I tried to be like, no, try to like make Talk the because con- I'm not uncomfortable, so I'm trying to like make the conversation like calming. Uh-huh. <laughs> that poor guy. So like the whole process, you got. I had to shave. Uh, this poor man. Like this is gonna be so brief because it's a small tattoo, but. I had to go through the process of shaving the guy. So I'm talking to him because I know he feels so terrible. I'm just trying so hard to like get him to relax and put him the stencil. And he, he was very happy with it. But man, he's that poor, that poor guy. I'll just never. I mean, it was just like the shame thing. It just has stuck with me. <laughs> but I was always like out of the people in the shop. I was like. I guess it makes sense, and it kind of goes along with the show. I would, I would be the person that would, uh, would ask all the questions, and I'd end up getting into these real nitty gritty things about people's lives, and these really like I was not the fun tattoo artist. I'm just See, no, not. I, I think I, I would probably be like that if that was my job. Yeah. Because I'd probably want to know. You know, there'd be just that part of my mind that'd be like, okay, now why do you want this? Well, stuff just comes out at that particular people. place, you know. It's real weird because people will just like you'll sit there because I don't want to, you know, you're curious, but I don't necessarily, I don't want to necessarily make people feel uncomfortable. Right. Some people are private and they don't really want to talk about it. They just right. want it done and they're gone. You get a read from people, and uh, but sometimes stuff just comes out. Like one <laughs> poor guy, he admitted. I mean, he admitted darkness. He admitted that he'd. Uh, he was getting a tattoo. So he had this wicked shitty tattoo that looked, it, it, it was supposed to be a moon with a star. And uh-huh. it looked like the death star. It was like a circle. It seriously so was, looked like a death star. He wanted like a cover up or something. Yeah. So I was doing a cover up. It was a circle with like a star in it, but the where it was in the circle, it, it, was, it was fucked up. It was really. <laughs> so I covered it with like the scene of a man fishing. And then we get into all this stuff and this painting that he saw. And blah, blah, blah. But he ends up revealing this like sad story where he, he had been, he doesn't drink anymore. He's not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And this was a two sh- session tattoo. Mm-hmm. So over the course of these two sessions, he's like, well, you know, he doesn't drink and he's so about not drinking. And then he reveals why. And the reason why is because he was drinking and driving once. Oh. He ended up coming to from his blackout. And uh, the woman who was driving the other car had been injured. And there was a little kid there crying. Oh. And so she, the woman didn't die. And he didn't go to jail. All right. That's a good thing. Short term jail. But not like he. I mean, he was getting a tattoo. He was not. 
in life or anything. Right. But and it was just this this sad, sad story. Like it had fucked up his life totally before then to be he was an alcoholic. It totally fucked up his life. Mm-hmm. But that was I mean, it's terrible that it happened, but then he was done. Yeah. But it was just the stories you hear from people are amazing. Like some of them are stupid stories. Like there's one woman, man. Yeah, it's oh, almost like a combination tattoo. of being like a bartender and something. It is. You know, where... it really, you know, that's so true. I thought about being a bartender off and on, and I thought, no, there's no way because I'll I'll be swamped with those people that are just like. <laughs> and, and that's true. I mean, I guess it's a good thing about being a tattoo artist as opposed to a bartender. It's really expensive to get a tattoo, so yeah, you don't yeah. come in all the time. But uh, damn, there was this one woman, and she came into the shop, and it was me and a couple other guys. And uh, she's, uh, you know, like maybe 60-ish and heavyweight. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, she was, she'd been married, but she kind of looked kind of butchish. She was, you know, wearing like flannel and short, short hair. And mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, well, I would like a tattoo. I'd like, I'd like this tattoo of George Jetson. And I'd just done a tattoo. So <laughs> nice and trade off. Like if you got something, then you get something. And, you know, try to be fair about it. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to take it. But I'm so curious and I'm listening and I'm involved in, in the whole process. So, <clears throat> okay, George Judson, uh, where do you want it? Well, she wants it on her upper arm. It has to be somewhere where a T-shirt sleeve will cover it. So, you know, well, there are a lot of jobs that you can't yep. tattoo exposed still to this day. That's that's a thing. And she's a, she's a bus driver for, for kids. Okay. So kids can't see it. All right, that's cool. No problem. Well, then she lets us know that it's not the tattoo location. It's not that she's getting a tattoo. That would all be fine. It's what George Jetson is doing. (laughs) That would be the problem. Okay, now I'm completely intrigued. I have to know. Well... You start, you're like, there's there's a 60-year-old, you know, pretty normal-looking person Mm -hmm. drives it, but, I mean, not to, I mean, like yourself, you know, you have a life. It's not like you're you're your own individual person that does stuff. I mean, you do this show. So, here's, but there you still, you think, like, 60-year-old woman, she's, you know, whatever. She wants George Jetson, so she describes, all right, so I want George Jetson, and he's in his, like, space chair, Right, he's in a space chair with a, like it's all futuristic looking. I don't want him reclining back, jerking off. Nice. She wants, she wants George Jetson jerking off. <laughs> Did what she give fuck? you the reason for this? I don't. She's fucking crazy. She's no <laughs> other tattoos visible. I don't see. I don't know if she had any other tattoos. And we're just me and my and the guy I'm working with. I don't know his name was so long ago. So we're just like, all right. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and we're just <laughs> sure. customers always right. I guess she was hot shit. God, she was so fucking funny. It's not like she was a little. I mean, this was like she was tough. She'd probably throw back a bajillion beers. She was, she was, <laughs> but damn, it was just like mind blowing. Yeah. So that happens, and she's great, and we're you know we have a good time with her and everything. Then fast forward to like a year or two later, and the heck, Josh, Josh was gone. I was still there and uh, she comes in and she remembers me and everything. And Josh doesn't work. Cause she wanted Josh, you know how it is with tattoo artists. You want someone mm-hmm. that a tattoo artist can be very transient. So oh, anyway, um, she says, I, I would like another tattoo and I'd like you to do it. All right, great. 
You know the George. Of course, I know the fucking George Jetson tattoo. <laughs> who forgets that? No one. Right. No one who sees that or even hears of it will ever forget that for the rest no, of their I won't life. now, and They'll this is it. the first I've ever heard of it. Seriously. So, all right. Oh man, the George Jetson too. He's like at his, and she even said this. He's got like his hand behind his head, leaning back. He's got his <laughs> little cartoon George Jetson dick in his hand it's so fucking weird so anyways she's got that i want to add to that okay so i'm thinking like judy or one of you know layered rosies helping yeah. out i don't remember what the kid's name is it's not the kid the kid fortunately are involved in this all right it wasn't it wasn't judy it wasn't judy all right it wasn't the kid wasn't Jane Roy Elroy wasn't Rosie wasn't his boss Christ it wasn't the dog was it, it was the dog no the fucking dog so she hears what she wants so he's all reclined back right he's got his dick in his hand and he's all <laughs> got his like, even spacely wouldn't freak me out that much <laughs> so what she wanted and this is a big tattoo this is <laughs> big I guess she didn't give two fucks about, I don't know, maybe she wasn't doing her, her bus job anymore. She didn't give a fuck. So she's going to get this Astro that's probably like as big as, <laughs> it's at least the size of my hand. It's like inches. It's a big <laughs> tattoo. So she wants him like laying down on the, on the floor, like laying a little ways away. And he's also got, he's like propped up on his one arm with one arm behind his head or, or leg. I don't fucking know. It's a dog and his mouth open tongue out to the, now I have to tattoo more than just the one original droplet. I'm tattooing multiple droplets of semen that are arcing. (laughs) (laughs) This is not made up. This is a real fucking series. So Maybe she had a problem with, like, Don Messick. Maybe, oh. like, she hated Don Messick. You it know, was, he's the voice of Astro. It was so fucking weird. That is bizarro. And she's very... She's got. She's fucking hilarious, for sure. She's... <laughs> but... Who does that? No, she has I... grandchildren. and she doesn't she doesn't it's weird because she doesn't act crazy Mm -hmm. she doesn't seem like she's just some psycho walking around (laughs) like i mean yeah i mean obviously she doesn't give a fuck to a degree but you know she's not like butchering people in her backyard or something like that you know it's it's so weird so yeah she was so happy uh she came back a few months later with her girlfriend this was like the club of, <laughs> of middle-aged divorcees, uh, oh, okay. disenfranchised wives, and uh, and and um, widows. So wow. there's like five or six of them there, and she's not getting anything. She's pumped about. It. She's she's got what she's got, but all these other and me and the other guy are there. And they get, for the most part, they get like kind of normal-ish, like stereotypical middle-aged woman little tattoos. Mm-hmm. Tell me stories like they go out without their husbands or they're divorced or whatever. They're all these <laughs> women. This is like the free women club. They're telling me about like they go on this trip and when they pass, like, you know how truckers, if you're a little kid, you go by a trucker and you're like, oh, burp, burp, oh, yeah. 
They're like taking their tops off. They've got a CB <laughs> in the car. Like, what the fuck? I'm like 55. Like, good for you, but what the fuck? I yeah. hope I'm that awesome when I'm 55. It's just and they look so normal. They're not like her. They look really <laughs> fucking normal. So this one woman, her tattoo that she wants. Now this was maybe like three years ago, mm-hmm. and she she can't beat the the, uh, the Jetson thing. That, no, it's a it's. I think that's a top dog. There's, yeah, there's no going past that. There's mm-hmm. that really was that that's the winner. But this woman, she's just like. She's got, she's all about Kid Rocks. She's like, and I don't listen to Kid Rock. It's mm-hmm. not a deal. Um, whatever. But she loves it. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know. So I have to be nice. I'm like, I don't really know. You got to like be nice to people. Oh, I've got a CD. Go to the car. <laughs> and it sounds good. I'm like, fuck my life. But whatever. It's going to make her happy. So we'll put on the fucking Kid Rock CD. Mm-hmm. What she wants for a tattoo is a heart wings which is a very normal tattoo it's cool uh-huh. it's very nice with a banner that fucking says kid rock <laughs> again it's like this fucking 50 plus year old woman <laughs> standing on her first tattoo of heart wings it says kid rock that's what yeah that's a little different and she's like well he'll have to meet me now maybe he'll post her on facebook maybe he'll <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god! But she was oh, she was so in love with it, so happy. <laughs> it was very well done. I mean, All right, so you had you had a bunch of like strange ones. Uh, yeah, there's some. Weird you can't things. really narrow it down, I guess. It's, it's there's some real. I'm not don't not to crap on people out in the. Oh audience. no no no! Fucking Everybody's got their own interests. That's just very personal, and I mean yep. the the reality is is clearly I'm talking about it and enjoying it. So yes, yep. I might be <laughs> wrong with you, but I mean I I I did I did enjoy many 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 tattoos, many tattoo experiences. But the but the George <laughs> Jessup one, I think I think that's probably. Yeah, that's crazy. that's probably one of the stranger ones I've heard of. I think that's probably it. So that's those are my that's my my little mini tattoo story. So anybody <laughs> out there who wants an artist who hates doing lettering like all of them do, <laughs> lettering is a nightmare. It's a blemish on the tattoo world. Just don't do it. Just don't even get them. I don't like lettering on anything, even if like I'm doing like a comic strip. I just it's terrible. It's my least favorite part of it. Oh, it's awful. I hate it. I yep. hate it's so. Oh. It's so horrible. Anyone out there who does tattoos and and they letter, you're like a miracle. I can do <laughs> something that's very realistic. Like I love doing realistic animals. I love that a lot. But that's why I grew up. That's what I did. I always, when I was a kid, I always drew. That was the first stuff I started to draw was animals. So it's did really- you ever watch Captain Bob? That's who I watch. Yeah, Captain Ooh, Bob no. was my hero. <laughs> Oh my God! He anytime I I it comes up like you know you, you the history of my my art history yep. my personal art history. Every time I always credit that man Bob Cottle. Oh yeah, I owe him my art everything. I probably do too. It's it's funny because one of the great moments I think I was seven years old. It was before Neil was even born, mm-hmm. and when he showed my thing, he I think did. He, 
Yeah, it was a hawk. No and shit, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I sent it in, and he had showed it on the show, oh. and I was so proud of myself. That's so cool. I was just, because I was never a kid, because I didn't have a really common name. Yeah. So I was never a kid on, like, uh, what was the one with all the kindergarten kids on the show? Was it, like, oh. down there? Not, not something spooky like Bozo. Romper this was... Uh, it was like a local Boston show that had a clown, but I don't remember what it was. But it wasn't just the clown. Romper Room? Was it Jabberwock? Romper Room. Romper yeah, exactly. Room. Yeah, yeah, and Romper yeah. Room, the woman would look in the mirror and she never saw me. And I was always like, fuck <laughs> me. But when Captain Bob, when he showed that hawk and I was just, I beamed. I was that's like amazing. seven years old and I was like, oh, that's my fucking hawk, man. That's the greatest. Oh, that's so cool. I remember, because I think those probably were re aired when I was a kid. Oh, uh, see, they could have been. Because uh, I'm not sure, uh, like, when he died or anything. I don't remember. I think he lived a pretty good long time. But I don't know how long his show was on. It's a real shame that... I mean, I used to... The, that was my life. Mm-hmm. I started watching that show when I was probably, like... My eyes opened. I mean, I watched that show. Oh, yeah. I still have my... So sad. I still have my crayon box... Nice. That's awesome. And the crayons all smell weird. But I still have it. It's got like Garfield stickers. (laughs) Oh, but he was the man. I I remember. He was like. Every weekend. I'd be up. Even before, because I couldn't put a face on like the great, like, Mm -hmm. you know, cartoonists that I knew. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I didn't know. I knew the name of like John Basima. He was like one of my favorite guys, you know, drawing Marvel comics. But. You couldn't really place him with a face, but this guy, yeah. like, here he was, and he's showing you, like, all of his secrets. You're like, holy shit, you know, like, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, they're not showing me the secrets of how to draw Captain America. But I'm this guy to... is. He's like, boom, here you go. This is yeah. how you draw this shit. And I was it's like, like a half hour. It's oh, so, yeah. It's so perfect. I was, uh, Vic Schiavone, he's, uh, his daughter, um... She was learning to draw, and I said, "You got to do, you know, watch this." It's there's like two episodes on YouTube, which is such a oh, shame. Really? Yeah, I wish there was more. I mean, yeah, it, it's it is amazing. I'll have to, to look. YouTube, though. But that should be out because the way he draws is a foundation for really drawing. It's oh, not absolutely. just like you know, because I remember getting the books. Do you remember those? Like, oh, um, yeah. I don't know if you had these. They were like. Maybe once, twice or th- four times a year in school, you'd get like this magazine and mm-hmm. it had books in it and you'd order your books. Oh, yeah. They still do that. Like, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, it brings back, back like the greatest memories. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. It's like when we have a book fair at the school. Yes. I'm like an actual physical book. That's the greatest thing I can ever imagine. That's awesome. I'm very happy they still do that. Yeah, really cool. And you, if you and so they enough, do that you get, like a stupid poster of a cat hanging, <laughs> hanging yep. there, or something bullshit like that. <laughs> and I think our like our cool kid magazine was Zoom at the uh, not Zoom. Oh, Dynamite was Dynamite. that was the seventies, like Damn. you know, kid magazine. Then it changes over time. Like, I'm sure have they lights. have one now. I think they oh, still yeah. lights. And that thing, like when you'd get the book order form. And now it's Scholastic Books. When I was a kid, yeah. it was Trolley Books. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they still do it. And I'll look through them, and I'll be fascinated. Just like if I was in you know first grade now, 
Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'd get this book and that book and this <laughs> book. And, Can and you then order I always that feel yourself? Can you, could you order that and be like, oh, I'm hey, sure I, I could. Uh, I've never tried. It's for my nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but yeah, they still have like the, well, things have changed slightly. Like now it's like, you know, how to draw, draw like manga or something like yeah. that. But you can you can still get those books, and it's great. Like draw great dinosaurs or something like that. I just remember the reason I thought of it because I remember there were books that would show you how to draw certain things, and all it would be is like, like Captain Bob. You've got like circles where there was weight, so you'd have like a head, and there was a circle, and the shoulder area, there was a circle, and there was a circle here, and they were all in perspective, and you do all these <laughs> things, and you really were like sculpting. This, oh, yeah. this animal on paper. It was just so wonderful. He's such a good job. And then some of the drawing books, it's like, draw this bubble. Oh, draw yeah. This, this, and it was so flat. It was no, there was no idea of perspective or, or like a sense of weight or anything like that. So Captain Bob, I don't mean to, to bore our audience. I mean, I love, I, hopefully they're interested. Any, anyone out there, look up Captain Bob. Oh, hell yeah. Because between him and because I did the same thing because I remember getting the the Disney books and yeah. they would be like you know draw a Mickey Mouse and they would show you the most basic form and yes. you'd be like this sucks man yeah, this yeah I can draw Mickey, Mickey Mouse from perspective now thanks yeah and then but then the two things it was Captain Bob and then John Basima did um, which. Stan Lee took the credit for, which really sucked, but mm-hmm. he did the How to Draw Comics the Marvel way. Cool. And he Sounds did, really like, these beautiful, beautiful things in there, and, like, you just learn so much. And I remember being, like, you know, 12 years old, trying to do this stuff, being really frustrated, because obviously you're not going to do stuff like a professional artist at yeah. that time. But, like, he would show you, like, a lot of the things that really I even use now. And the same thing with Captain Bob. Like, I'll go back to that shit even now if I'm drawing something. Yeah, I think it's just natural for me if I'm going to draw something. It's just, that's just how to do it. And yeah. I know it's not just yep. him alone, but his, I mean, just his way. And I know that, like, you talk about having your stuff sent into the show. And I remember there was stuff from, like, young people, older people. It was all ages. Mm-hmm. And he just had this calm way. It's like, the start is it's you know he's got his setup and he's got all this ship stuff everywhere and those like oh, yeah. glass balls and nets which I don't even know why those exist but they're really God, like, I forgot awful. that stuff. Do you remember the theme? Oh, oh yeah, man. never what forget that. Yep. What is it's like? I don't even know what instrument that is. Like one of those little tiny. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, you'll get that like that theme stuck in your head every now and then. Oh. It was a great show. I owe yeah. all my art to that guy. I will never, oh, yeah. never not say balls. that. I'm glad you brought it up. Yep, those I'll were the stop. two guys. Those were the two biggest influences in my like young life were Captain Bob and John Basima. And was, they're both dead now. Well, Captain Bob was old then. He That's was true. Man with an ascot. And John Basimo was about 400 pounds at that time. <laughs> that probably didn't help him out. So, yeah, that's true. Probably wasn't. But he was also the first guy that, like, and I remember being, like, an early teenager. I was probably 13 when he started his his comic school. And it was the first one I'd ever heard about. It was before Joe Cooper had started his. And uh, you could go and John Basimo would teach you, like, 
the ins and outs of like the comic industry. That's sweet. and I always yeah. that was kind of like my dream thing. Yeah. And then he kicked off, so that kind of that. His brother Sal still uh I think he still works for Marvel. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. There's two of them that did it. Were they close in age? No, I think Sal was a lot younger. Yeah. Huh. He he did great work in the Hulk though. If you ever find any like um late seventies, early eighties Hulks, he did probably hmm. like fifty episodes uh fifty That's issues. Awesome. Yeah. A lot. That's a lot of work. I wanted to do comics, and then I started. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first Same thing that annoyed me the most over and over again. Fuck <laughs> that. And they're not even doing cool things all the time. Sometimes they're just standing talking, and they might have a hand up to like, oh, oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah, when they'd show the old like Marvel bullpen days, when you know everybody'd be bopping ideas back and forth and stuff, and like, I don't know. I think I'm too. Maybe I'm too arrogant. Like, I don't want to, like, take anybody's advice. I just want to do my <laughs> shit. I guess it would depend. Like, like for the show and stuff, and Neil and I bounce ideas back. And that works. Oh, yeah. I think it really That's depends different. on who you work with. Yep. You've yep. got, like, the, uh, the chemistry to do stuff. Like, even, yeah, the three of us will talk about stuff, and it goes really well. Oh, we brainstorm like a motherfucker, the three yeah. of us. Yeah. So, it dep- I guess it depends on the group you're with. That's true. I guess I just couldn't imagine doing it with, like, Stan Lee because I'd just have the secret hatred. <laughs> I'd just be wishing him, like, colon cancer or something. And... I don't know what to work for you if yeah. I'll steal my fucking shit, you fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like you work for my favorite company and, like, all your characters are my favorite characters, but I can't stand you. You know, it's like that. That's a no-win situation. Very sad. Very sad, but you gotta stay for the glory. Oh yeah, yeah. Pride, at least I guess. I don't know what the hell you stay for. You just do it. But now he's almost reached that point where he's almost like a caricature of himself. And yeah, he's just in movies all the time. He's yeah. in like every Marvel movie, isn't he? Yeah, he still he do that cameo. I, I guess he's he's made like cameos for the next 10 Marvel movies so that like even if he kicks off they can still <laughs> show his ass up there and say Did oh, you look. see uh, the new Star Wars movie? Because apparently he doesn't need to be alive for any of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That kind of freaked me out when I heard you guys yeah. say that. Right? I was like, I don't know if this is okay. It's no, because kind of where, where do you draw the line? Like yeah, you know, I'm just gonna make this new movie, and uh, I want Boris Karloff as my yeah. Main actor and- I was, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know. I'd really rather let the dead live, like lie in peace and respect their work, right? The way they left it, because like, at what point, what do you do? You know, if you can, there, I'm sure that they'll go beyond voice actors, and they'll have people. They'll like filter in all the voices from all the films and whatever they did. And they'll just be able to generate their voice. Right. Or take someone else's voice and, and like combine it somehow with the voice on file. And I don't know. I mean, it kind of, it and is really, where does it end? Cause then yeah. like, you know, can you put in like every work that let's say, uh, let's say Picasso did. Yeah. And like, okay, this was Picasso's like style and this is what he did. Yeah. And so now I want to like start 
you know, I'll do a computer image of how Picasso would do something today. And it's like, that's not right. That's, you know, that's That's so true. Because I know there are artists who will playfully, like that Van Gogh Starry Starry Night. Um, Everybody has done that. There's like fucking 500 different ways to do And the scream. And that's whatever. That's kind of like, you know, but you know, you see it and you know who the artist is originally and you know, you know, it's kind of like an artist joke. Another one is is Hopper's thing is uh, night. Uh, what night is it? Hawks. it night night rocks. Yeah, you know where they're all in the diner. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they'll yeah. add different things in yeah. there. It's like the originals, like Elvis and James Dean and Marilyn Monroe, and is there someone else in there too? Right. Well, that was that was the addition, and Hopper's like original really? one. It's just a bunch of people. Yeah. No shit. I didn't yeah. see I didn't even know that. You see, that one was like a takeoff on his original thing. No shit. See, I'm, now I'm, I'm educated. Edward Hopper's awesome. You love his stuff because it's, it's so moody. Like, and, and you only see Nighthawks, but a lot of his shit is like really kind of bleak, desolate places, a lot of lighthouses and stuff. Like, if you ever get a chance to, check out Edward Hopper's stuff because he was amazing. I'm looking at the Edward Hopper right now. And, uh, but like, where does it end, really, when you think about something like yeah, that? There was, there was like, an episode just... of, in season two of uh, Black Mirror similar oh, to this. Is, uh... I didn't get to season two. I started watching yeah, it, though. Well, uh... Oh, so you guys are into it, right? You're both oh, into yeah. it now? Oh, I'm so happy. The show yep. so, probably already passed where I'm at, but the show is so fucking great. Anybody listening? If you have Netflix, find Black Mirror. You will not be disappointed. No. The show is it's uh, it's just so good. It's if you like Twilight Zone, it's like modern day Twilight Zone. It's all these alternate uh, understandings of reality stuff. That's like uh, I'm like only four this. episodes in and I'm hooked. Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad you guys both like it. I'm very happy. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it happens early in the episode. Is uh, this woman's um, husband dies, <laughs> and then, uh, there's like this app that will you just upload all these you know uh, audio of, of of this guy, and then it, it not only mimics his voice but like uh, uh, his sense of humor, you know, based on oh, yeah. if you have That's enough you know things, episode. and then and then it keeps going from there, from like a uh, video of him to. Uh, well, first it's just text, and then it, then it's the uh, the audio. You can actually have a conversation with them, and then it goes uh, it goes from there. This uh, it's really interesting. There's oh, a that was a good episode. Yeah, I was reading online the uh, the guy who makes that is uh, is very against uh, Donald Trump. He is very against Donald yeah. Trump. Did you see the video? Yes. Yes. No, I haven't oh, seen you that. Posted. I'm gonna have to yeah. look at that. It's it's very good. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. Yeah, really. The, the, well, there's a well, they're all political in their way, but there's a, like a political uh, episode, and uh, it's about like a cartoon running for 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 not president because it's in England, but uh, uh, but it's, uh, you, could, you could tell it's very uh, it's very based uh, you know around uh, Trump stuff. Is it prime minister? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's a great show. It, it, I'm so glad you guys are, are watching it. it. It's just wonderful. It came out a few years ago now, and Netflix picked it up just I think in the in 2016. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a few different uh, seasons to check out. It's just it's yeah. just great. great. Um, there 
they're in talks to make an American version, which at first I thought would be terrible. Yeah. But the guy who created it is going to be involved, so. All right. Hey, you know, if it's, if it's an excuse to make more, like if they have both going on simultaneously, yeah, there aren't many episodes. Just double the shows. Yeah, because there aren't many episodes. You know, the first season, I think there's only three episodes. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah, there's not many episodes total, only like nine or something. What? I don't know if there's even that many. No. Yeah, there's, there's not many episodes. Hmm. I think uh, I think there's a three season, maybe nine or ten episodes total. Now you said your your family was not into it, which I was very surprised. Your your mother and your uncle. Yeah, they didn't I thought like your it. mom would for sure be into it. Yeah, I thought so too, but uh, no, they didn't like it. Wow, is it just because the ones they saw, or do they only they only saw two, right? Yeah, they, they, I think the second episode just turned them off. Which one was that? I know the first one was the pig fucker one, right? Yeah, um, thirteen total episodes. Um, the, uh, second one is, it's kind of in the future, and, um, it's a guy who, who takes his, uh, takes his, um, well, it's not money, but whatever they use for money at the time, and donates it to this girl that he likes to enter kind of a... Oh, yeah, they're, like, almost in a prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. The show's dark. It's fun, you know, because a lot of them you think aren't going to be, like, that one I thought, oh, this one's probably going to have a... A nice ending, but it didn't at all. No. It's a bleak, terrible ending. Yeah. <laughs> There's some some seriously dark... But, I mean, that was the same thing with The Twilight Zone. You'd oh, have yeah, things happen, and you're just like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. None of them, I've, I've, I've predicted how they, they would end up. Mm-hmm. Like the, the white really bear It's a very intelligent yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And I think you could take them at, at a variety of levels. Like you could just take it for what it was saying, like same as Twilight Zone. You could take it for what it is face value, or you can read into it. I think some of these are probably a little bit more outspoken, but I think it's more normal to be outspoken about political things than it probably was at that time. Because I know we saw uh, Rod Serling's daughter. I can't remember her first name, and she was talking about you know kind of the subversive. Thing about Twilight Zone and trying to say things in a in a political climate where you really weren't allowed to say things. Mm. Now it's kind of you know it's been very normalized. There's so many talk shows and like Bill Maher and the Fox News and all these different things. So it's a little more free, but still, I think you can just enjoy them as as interesting mm. uh, kind of sci-fi narratives. It says here that um, that Robert Downey Jr. Uh, wants to make the entire history of you into a film, which I thought that's kind of a weird episode. I think to pick to make a movie. This re- actually, it's probably my least favorite episode that I've watched. I didn't dislike it, but it's not really my favorite. Right. It's the one where uh, everyone has uh, this like chip in their in their head, and it records everything, and they can rewatch, you know, uh, memories. Oh, isn't I don't think I saw the whole thing. Isn't there like someone cheats on someone or something like right, that? Right. It, it's yeah, it's it's I didn't it. dislike it, but it's actually my least favorite of the ones yeah. I've seen. Yeah, that so one I, I that thought was, was the, the most predictable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. You you actually you pretty you know where that's going oh. pretty much right. Yeah. Now. And mean, the rest of them just idea caught me completely off guard. Yeah. It's a good idea and everything. I think it's a little it's a little slow because of that cuz you kind of know where it's going. Mm-hmm. And then, he, but uh, I didn't dislike it. But it's right. just weird to me that of all the episodes, that would be the one that someone would would pick to want to make a, a movie. Maybe of. it would be the one that would be the easiest to market. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you probably couldn't make like an American movie about a, someone, you know, banging a pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see. Well, and the thing is, we talk about this on the show too. Is that sometimes you have to know when a story needs to end, and I think that oh, yeah. there's no way you can make the pig fucker one longer. <laughs> yeah. it, that is like just the right amount of time to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. He goes from playing Iron Man to fucking a pig. <laughs> <laughs> that would own. It would be pretty sweet. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a real career development for him. Uh, uh. Well, he is a guy who takes chances, so I, you know, I can't it's bat true. both of them. Yeah, you gotta applaud that guy. He's really held on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Apparently, he doesn't want to keep playing Iron Man, but they are from like $50 million. And then he just... Who can fucking blame him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, no matter how cool he is, it's, it would get boring. I mean, it's not like these are super multidimensional you know, intensely intellectual characters. I'm sure he'd like to do something else, but now it's probably like his time is totally booked up by being Iron Man. Yeah, because you also have to do all the other ones, too. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Because I think he's got there's anything think wrong with Iron Man, but I, I would oh, no, think as an actor and, who know. probably has an incredibly short attention span, uh, you know, for for that kind of thing, I think that's part of acting is you want to move on to other projects. Most people wanted, like... Mm expand themselves and do different kinds of shit but but yeah you can't really turn down millions of dollars either yeah no i guess you could but but if he wants to make you'd be insane if you would though i think if you i guess it depends on what you want like if he wants to make movies like we know elijah wood did uh hobbit stuff and then made maniac Mm -hmm. so you know yeah he's all over the place i got Definitely. I always respect that the because uh, there, there are a lot of people like that. George Clooney's like that. He makes you know yeah. big big movies and then oh yeah, he, then he did Oh Brother Where Art though, right? Uh, yeah, and and he's you know he's even said that like he if it wasn't for Ocean's Eleven he wouldn't be able to make you know like Quiz Show or or whatever kind of you know this other kind of movie that yeah uh, it wouldn't be made other it wouldn't be made if he wasn't involved in it mm-hmm. and uh, you know so I, I like that you know yeah at least you're doing something with it. And Elijah Wood, he proved it again to me because I watched the most bizarre little movie. What's it's that? it's called um, Cooties. Oh, I, I yeah, I remember when that came out? It was playing at Brattle and stuff. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. How old is it? Um, like a year probably ago. just yeah, like a year, like last year. Huh. Well, um, about it. It's it's just a really off the wall little like horror movie. Where, um, like little kids bite you and you get like these cooties and you turn into kind of like a zombie. And it was just a a completely strange movie. I wouldn't say it's a good movie, (laughs) but it's very odd. It's worth watching, though. Like, it was a fun movie. Uh, I like to see that. I really want to see uh, The Greasy Strangler. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things as, as well. I wonder if he is into like, doing these horror movies because he's genuinely, genuinely into him or he's trying to fight off the whole Frodo thing. I think he really likes Probably him. a combo, yeah. No, I think he really likes him. I think because he, he created his own uh, his own production company specifically to make, uh, you know, independent uh, horror movies. Oh, maybe that's who made this one. Maybe it that's is. who made the... Uh, yeah, it is. The Cooties flick. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's, it's worth watching. I mean, don't expect too much from it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I think he's a and he's the producer on uh, Greasy Strangler. And I, I listened to a podcast thing it was really it was really funny. It was he was he was on a podcast in England, and uh, the guy was just like he just told because he was talking on the phone. He's walking somewhere, and he's like, "Now just go to a random person you see and pitch this movie idea." <laughs> so he just like walked up to like someone on the street, and he and he explained what the Greasy Strangler was to them, and asked them if they went to go see. It was really funny. That's awesome. And I really want a Greasy Strangler hat. Because I've seen him have one, and the star has one, and it's just this pink, like, uh, stocking cap that says Greasy on it. By the way, I posted, uh, I posted the, the, the Jason picture, and then I, uh, when I was going through the pictures, I also then did find one with the transvestite, too. So It all, it all uh, even things out, of, like an actual one. Yeah, no mercy. So... Thank God I'm so amazing and I could crush you because you'd be posting shit about me all the time. Mm-hmm. We, post all kind, we post all kinds of stupid videos. Well. Yeah, but I make them willingly. He doesn't have you duct taped they, in the they, bed. They took these pictures willingly. It's not like... Drunkenly, probably. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh yeah, perhaps. I think a lot of our videos. It could be a factor. <laughs> I, I and also coincidentally, I posted a picture because I I won a George Jetson uh, in the grab game the other the other morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday morning. Meet George Jetson. They yeah. did not His have a dog. Elroy. So I was reading this thing, and like all the horror movie fans, and this, and I want to knock them, but the, most of them were just like thought this was just awesome. But I think it just sounds like it sounds horrible. Was they they wrote this movie called Nocturnal Fears, and it was a, a sequel to E.T., but it was about it was like it was like evil E.T. Oh yeah, the picture's really scary. Yeah, yeah, and it says here that this is how the movie uh, starts. Um, Elliot uh, notices lights in the forest. He and his siblings rush into the darkness, expecting to welcome their wrinkly friend from a second uh, for a second visit. Instead, they're surrounded by this. Clams. Isn't a fanfic? No, they even say okay? this. It reads like a twisted fanfiction, but it was an actual thing that they try to make. Uh, surrounded by clan of fish bell, uh, fish belly white carnivorous ghoulies from space. And here's like some quotes from the actual. Uh, uh, when the children, uh, this is in the actual, you know, uh, the treatment that was written. Uh, when the children regain their senses, they're surrounded by the evil alien creatures who are hiding in the forest. The creatures are carrying some kind of dagger. Elliot advances in a friendly gesture, but barely escapes being bitten or even killed by the aliens' razor-sharp teeth. Several of the aliens bear their fangs from time to time to show their mean, they mean business. Corell orders that the children be brought aboard. Reluctantly, Elliot and his friends fall. And it goes on to just, uh, they're basically like, tortured on the wow. ship. And, like, if this was just a totally other movie, like, it would be, you know, that's, I'd be totally fine with it. But oh, yeah. I don't want E.T. to, like... <laughs> Torturing children. I don't want E.T. to be just, you know, all his, his people... It, like, it honestly makes sense, like, if E.T. visited here, and then he goes and tells his people, like, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> These people <laughs> suck, man. But, uh, you know, and then they would come and want to kill everybody or whatever they want to do, but... Uh, but not his, not his buddy. That that kind of blows. And, uh, I don't know. I just think uh, it would ruin that. That's a totally different movie. Not 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 what you, 
Not the emotions you get watching E.T. I wouldn't win. Why the fuck with E.T. like that? I yeah. love E.T. I do too. Yeah, you can't go wrong with E.T. Yeah, I think we went to see that. Uh, I remember seeing it a million times at the at the drive-in. Probably like four or five times, I think. Because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a very moving movie. Yeah, it's great. I haven't seen it for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen the version that where they edit out... Uh, oh, it's awful. It's bad. That's sad. They like animate his whole body different sometimes. Stupid as hell. Yeah, so he's got better facial expressions. Come on, he's fine. Yeah, that stuff's not needed. No. Uh, people got mad at me on Facebook the other day because uh, so they're coming out with the final Resident Evil, and I was just I always wonder like they make so many of these like who the hell watches them? Because I've I don't think I've ever ran into like a fan of. Like, who's just like, man, I really love Resident Evil movies, so I just <laughs> throw it up, you know, like, does this, have, does this have a fan base? And then all these people are just like, oh, I love it. It's the best. <laughs> wasn't that the other one? Wasn't that the one, uh, Underworld or whatever? Uh, that's another oh, one, because someone brought that up, and I was like, well, that's kind of another one. I don't understand, like, like it, I don't, it's, I think it's been Resident Evil, but, uh, like, does anyone, is anyone like, man, I just can't wait for the next Underworld. But they make uh, like horny bastards that like Kate Beckinsale in Leather Pants <laughs> or something. Yeah, well, it's that, was... that same group of people that watch Suicide Squad. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> that's well, they were. I don't want to kiss their listener, but there were. I won't say names, but they're just like, oh, you know, oh, I love the Resident Evil movies because her her nipples get hard sometimes. There you go. And I'm like, see, so watch How like a, go wrong? you watch a two-hour movie to see like a glimpse of like a nipple, our our nipple, like under clothes, mm-hmm. for, like two, for like a millisecond. I don't. know. I was like, can't you just Google? Yeah. Can't you just Google something? If that's... <laughs> There's well, a I... thrill of being in public, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you got to work that hard anymore. You know? Yeah, like... exactly. Uh, well, I... <laughs> Someone I may or may not uh, do a, a pro wrestling uh, podcast <laughs> when when they when they got the when they got the WWE Network and he said this on the show so it's not like something he said off air whenever. he said it right on the show he said the first thing he did was he well he said on the show he's like I went to whatever pay per view it was ninety three ninety seven or uh, I had no idea what this was and he's like you know why I was like no. I don't so apparently like one of the women like has a a, a nip slip in it. In this in this match, or like you see like a second, I'm like, my God! Like you bought this, the network that's got like 10 million hours of footage to like f- watch this second like clip. I don't know. It just to me that's just crazy. So maybe maybe I'm not a real man. Maybe it's somebody that does porno now or something too. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. There's. It's 2017. I'll say 2016, but it's 2016. There's lots that you could just go and watch some porn or yep. Google some images. Yeah, the days of working hard, like you and know, it's, and it's not. I cheap. always remember Crumb talking about you know, like his first like uh, his early days of like masturbation were watching Bugs Bunny like dress and drag. <laughs> You know, and you don't have to work that hard anymore, folks. Yeah. You really don't. Uh, no scrambled cable channels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, no uh, what Cinemax after dark and like, oh, man, you can almost see something there. 
I've never watched the sequels. But and then all the replies were saying like they get worse. And I was thinking how can it get worse than that that first one? And if it gets <laughs> Resident worse Resident Evil or the other one? Resident Evil. Alright. Underworld yeah, Underworld's not bad. very good. No, it's very bad. <laughs> Underworld's not that bad. Just the the whole concept of Underworld where it's you've got vampires versus versus vampire vampires versus werewolves. Alright, whatever. Then they have, they have to have guns. That to me is yeah. just dumb. Yeah. But it's not a terrible movie. It, it, I don't know. I remember right. the first one. I thought it was pretty crap. It's not. It's not very good. But at least it's like it, I could say it's watchable. But mm-hmm. that Resident Evil. Oh my god. Now Resident Evil disappointed me because like I loved the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first video game that really spooked me out. Yeah, that game was scary. Yeah, when you first see like the um, the uh, the dogs and they show up and they're all like skinless and it just mm-hmm. like there's something so spooky about it. It was a great game, and I never played it. I watched people play it, and it. Oh stopped. really? I love the game. <laughs> I played three. I think three is the one. That I think it's in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So good. Their faces just, like, explode open. <laughs> odd. Those are good games. Good games. Neil might even like them. Yeah, I think he would. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a big gamer, but I like them. I don't like... Is it, like, first person? Yeah, but there's, like, a story, and it's, like, even a horror movie. Like They're games. very good. And like the sound those effects those. are great, Neil. Like... There's one scene where you turn a corner and you just hear hear this slurping sound. (laughs) And, like, then you come around the corner and, you know, it's a zombie eating somebody. It's just really gross. Yeah, I don't like first What would it be like to play Resident Evil now for the first time? Mm. Because, like, at the time, it was so groundbreaking. Like, oh, my God, there was nothing. Oh, yeah. I remember telling everybody I met, like, oh, you got to try this game. Ah, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that you probably could go back to. You know, it's not like, like an old Atari game. Yeah. Because I, I, at Christmas time, um, the nephews, their, their grandparents had gotten them um, this weird old throwback Atari. Like an emulator or a legit Atari? Uh, I I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it looked like the actual Atari, but it's got like yeah, 100 they, games yeah, on it. Yeah, they put that out yeah. recently. Then there's a Nintendo one, too. It's called like the old Nintendo games. And and like playing these old games, they were so poor. I mean, I remember <laughs> being so geeked up when I played them back in the day. And like we're looking at these games and like the centipede, you've got this little square and, you know, the centipede's coming down. It looks like nothing at all. It's this big blob. Oh, it's just awful. That that falls under the heading of you can't go back again. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. It's a shame. But they had, they, they had a blast with it. They thought it was the coolest thing. Oh, well, that's good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... The, uh... Oh, how how was your Christmas, folks? I forgot to ask. Um, I think it was mostly mo- mostly good. good. It wasn't all good. It was no, they never not are all, all good. There is there is a pretty a pretty dark moment, but uh, but it's a little personal. But okay, no, I mean um, 
I like I got this uh I got a back massage thing from my chair. Nice. Got uh a, it's so weird. It's like I got this thing because I travel like a crazy person. I'll just stay in my car. I don't I don't care. And that weirds people out, but whatever. <laughs> and I've got this uh it's like um like a big nylon it's like two big nylon tubes that are sewn together at one point and you can roll it up and unroll it. And when you unroll it, you kind of hold it and like the each there's one end where each of those tubes opens up and mm-hmm. you move it around and it captures air. So it like inflates. Hmm. So it's like a portable couch chair bed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's amazing. It's awesome. I don't know how much it costs, but it's sweet. What the hell is it called? I don't know. Something. It's, that's, so that's cool. I don't know. What else? I had a good, I had a good meal. I had uh, prime rib with Yorkshire pudding, which is nice. amazing. Have you guys both had Yorkshire pudding? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, it's, it's divine. It's like a... It's a, a bread that's put in a pan... Or you could do it in little tins and you use the fat from the prime rib. It's specifically mm-hmm. supposed to use the fat from the prime rib as the as the uh, fat ingredient in it. It's just off. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, they might have it at, I wonder if they have it at, um, what's that place at Faneuil Hall that we were Durgan we, Park. Yeah, I wonder if they have it there. It's very traditional New England-y British food. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I had a, my New Year's was better, but Christmas was pretty solid. I had a decent Christmas. Good. Yeah. Troy, did you have a good I, Christmas? I had an excellent Christmas. And uh, Secret Santa things. I got stuff from my Terry. I got... What did I get? I got some cool shot glasses. I got a shot from Susan Jones. I think there's some stuff we haven't opened yet, right? Yeah, yeah. I got what some we have? Stuff here. What we have to open still? Um, we got some. We got some stuff from uh, Kira Burton. Oh, nice. Uh, from Jason Mitten. Jason's um, From former guest David uh, Chadwa. Oh, cool. And we have something coming from Vera, but hasn't uh, gotten hasn't arrived. That's very sad. Germany, damn you and your. Customs bullshit. It's bad over there. It's because she keeps trying to sneak us the cocaine in those hollow candies that they That's break into a bajillion pieces. So, uh, uh, former guest on the show, uh, Ken Evernall, he's uh, from director Baskin. He's yeah. uh, starting to film his new movie, Housewife. Is he doing it in Turkey or somewhere else? I believe in Turkey. Turkey's going through some pretty rough times right now. I meant to send them a message about it, but bad, bad things. Well, I hope it's going well. He just started or he's about to start? Uh, Just uh, tomorrow. Starts tomorrow, Friday. Wow. Sweet. This is a quick uh, write-up. is uh, Holly, whose mother murdered her sister and father when she was seven. 20 years later, and slowly losing her grip on the difference between reality and nightmares, she runs into a celebrity psychic who claims that he is destined to help her. 
Hmm. He's got something about uh, nightmares because you know that's uh that comes up in, in Baskin. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you spell his last name? Uh, E V R E N O L. It's it's spelt con, but it, he, I think he told us it's pronounced Sean. There it is. So uh, they're doing a new Death Race, Troy. No way. Death Race 2050. And uh, and unlike that last one, that they, the remake of it, which I thought was just pitiful, this yeah. one is actually uh, Roger Corman's involved. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, the, I said to say a lot of the later Corman stuff from now, like, is, isn't very good because it's kind of like right. he makes it intentionally, like, schlocky. But um, uh, the original Death Race, Death Race 2000, is one of my favorite of those kind oh, of movies. Oh, you gotta love movies. it. Yeah. I mean, the man's like, uh, he wants to shake hands with the president because he has a hand grenade, and it's actually his hand. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> so that young Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. My favorite scene is because uh, they get different points for killing, uh, you know, children and women, uh, older people, and so they uh, they show them going to a nursing home and like uh, they show all these old people, you know, walking, and then the cars flat driving by and they're behind like uh, like bushes, and you just see them like popping up behind the bushes as the, as the car drives by. <laughs> That's so awesome! Death Race Two Thousand. Death Race Two Thousand. If we ever do uh, movie nights again, that would be a good one. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, what else is going on? Anything interesting? Black Mirror is oh. great, though. I highly recommend it for everyone out there. What is? Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. Mirror. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Pretty sweet. Um, and we're there? gonna have uh, the Karloffs coming up, the second annual Karloff. So uh, right now you can vote on your favorite movie, and uh, like the top five vote getters will go onto the ballot. That's how it'll work. We'll have uh, polls up on Facebook.com/slash groups/slash Without Your Head Horror, and you go there and you vote. And uh, uh, all the, the instead of just having a giant ballot, like to, we'll narrow it down to like the top five. And then we'll have uh, the official ballot where everyone can vote, and then uh, the winners. Wow! Right. Yes, and uh, the uh, winners will be getting their uh, trophies soon from last year. Sorry, it's a little late. Ah, uh, that's on me. I was uh, I was behind on that one. I blame it on 2016. Blame it it on. was a terrible year. Yep. Blame it on the rain. All right, I'll blame it on Lorraine. You gotta blame it on something. Mm-hmm. Blame it on the brain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blame it on stars that shine at night. The only reason I know that line is because of me. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's a pretty. It's a sweet tune. I know you like it. It's awesome. I know you like it. So you're always talking about like showing me you. Bringing music to me, but I give you that and uh, and, and little people, short people. That's true. I do like short people quite a lot. 
the song, not the actual people. Well, I like some some short people. You're short. You're yeah, all right. Man. Well, that's a that's a bad example. Uh, you short, man. I know, don't but want you spend, no short. I said people, it's a bad right? example of short people that you like. Do you think people <laughs> are disappointed when they meet us because yes. I they're like oh. think I'm wicked tall? <laughs> so I feel I feel like it's kind of screws both of us. <laughs> Oh, they expect you to be like this Amazon. You're like yeah. six foot four, Jake. Yes. I think people are disappointed when they they meet me in eighth. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of well, being uh, to do it certain things, <laughs> uh, they're like, "Oh Christ, I was expecting more." So, <laughs> so uh, here's a list of uh, up uh, upcoming uh, most fifteen. Most anticipated horror movies of 2017. God, that's that hasn't even entered my mind once. According to horrornews.net. Let's see what what's on the roster. World War Z 2. Oh! Really? Yeah. No! Why? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that. How many years did the other one come out? Like three years ago? Yeah. I, I, I have no interest in seeing another one. No, you're not. Well, the only reason I would do it is if we went back to that place. If we specifically went to that same theater and went back to yeah, that place. Yeah. It's probably closed, that restaurant. I wonder if the other place is there, though, that we promised to go back to. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. I don't care about the theater. I'm talking about the restaurant, the yeah. African restaurant. Yeah, that we, we didn't it, eat. But we promised to go back. That sounded them. amazing yeah. to me, that place. Yeah. It was good. Those people were lovely. We didn't eat there. We don't know if it's good or not. Wait, what? So which place did we go to? We didn't go there because, like, it was uh, it was open this weird time, and he actually told us to come back and gave us his number and stuff. Oh, we and, ate there. No, no. What the hell am I thinking of? No, because I remember where we went after that. We went to some bar. It was like some really, but there were some great buffalo, shots from that. There's yeah. some wonderful pictures there. Yeah, there's a cool buffalo on the wall. That's very yeah, good. The, the African thing. We were going to go back, and he was in the like repair yeah. stuff, and then. <laughs> oh man, we suck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that one sounded unbelievable. Like, yeah. when, when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. It was a taste of something, a taste of, not a taste okay. of Africa, but a taste of something. What town was that in? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't fucking know either. We're never finding it. <laughs> Damn. Well, we just watch that dinner and movie. And, uh, we'll wow. but, um, so, anyway, number 14, The Mummy. <laughs> oh. So far, this is some list. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's quite the list. Uh, number 13, The Dark Tower. All right, now that one I am huh. geeked up for. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm curious. I can't, I'm not getting my hopes up because I love the first series of books for the Dark Tower series. So I don't know anything about it. I don't know who's in it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Idra Elba's in it. And huh. I love that guy. He's he's the Mac Daddy. He's playing Roland or what? Yeah. And, <laughs> um,. Oh, who's the guy that's playing the man in black now? Randall Flag. Yep. Oh, sure. oh, it's um Oh my god. The guy that was in uh True Detectives. McConaughey. Okay. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. So that's badass too. Yeah. So this one this one I gotta say I am kinda geeked up for. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's gonna translate into a movie. Yeah. Because the first book is is a good read, but I don't know how it's going to be as a movie. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I've read that book. Because it's slow moving. It really is. Mm-hmm. 
And so unless they jazz it up a little bit, it's one of the ones that, like, I won't be really ticked off if they don't stick exactly to the book. Yeah. Because that book, like, it it was kind of a struggle the first time I read it. Mm. I had to go back to it a couple times. Yeah. I I don't think it was until he wrote, like, the second and third one Mm. that I actually went back and read that first one. Because a lot of it is Roland following... Walter through the desert. Yeah. And he follows him through some fucking desert because it takes forever. I remember the slow mutants because I did a. The slow mutants ruled. They were the best. That was a very dark part of that book. Yeah. With Kid. I don't want to go into detail and ruin it for everybody about this movie that, uh, this book that came out like 40 years ago. but (laughs) (laughs) But it's, uh, yeah, I did this. I did a, a drawing of a scene where there's like this rails and they come to a stop. There's all the glowing stalactites and stalagmites everywhere. And then I could just call him Randall Flagg. It's so much easier. You yeah. know, Randall Flagg. And he's like there at the entryway. Yeah, that was a great drawing. That was, that was, I like that book. That was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Now I want to check out the movie. And now I'm really, I really want to see it. So this is a good conversation. Yeah, because Idris, you know, he's no joke. He he always he always delivers. Mm. Caribou Restaurant, not to bring us too far out there of the conversation, go. but yeah. it's Caribou Restaurant, I found it. It's in Waltham. Mm. Is it still alive? Still open? Uh, apparently, and it's got 4.1 stars, which oh, is sweet. not too shabby. No, nice. it's out of 5. Not It wouldn't be great if it's out of 10. Out of 5. Yeah. Out of five. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I doubt we even have the the guy's number anymore to call him. Plus, it'd be like, "Hey, we were there four or five years ago." And- <laughs> <laughs> Probably better off if we said nothing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, what about that one, Neil? Are you looking forward to that one? Oh, or- uh, sure. I mean, I, I don't. I have nothing. I know. I no idea what the book is about or anything. So, but, but would yeah, you I mean, would you think like it, it would be something you'd, you'd oh, watch? Oh, yeah, anyway. yeah, definitely. Yeah, like straight up. Unlike the other two. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. So the, the, the World War Z two. I have no. I don't even want to see that. Is the it mummy, still I would Brad see, Pitt? But, oh my god. I don't, I don't even know. remember if he lived or died. Is Brad Pitt going to be in it? I don't know. That was one I didn't finish. Like I, because I loved the book so much. Yeah. And when I started watching the movie, and I have nothing against Brad Pitt. It's just wasn't good. No, it was not. I never saw the. Uh, it was a graphic novel or was it a book? A book. Book, the book yeah. Is really good. The, bu- I the never, book. I never. I didn't know anything of it. The but book it is, just is a shitty movie. The book. I mean, the movie. Like it really. Not really much about the the book, to be honest. I mean, no. I mean, it's a basic concept, the zombie stuff. But the book shows how the zombies would impact like all different uh, areas of the world. Mm-hmm. And instead, like they just take this this the American guy and then put him in different places. Yeah, but, just do like this action hero thing with him. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean they leave this lose so much of the the good stuff in the book. They oh actually, yeah, they have the book here, and it's really cool because I have the, the audio book, and it's um what's cool? Well, it's cool anyway, but it's uh, read by like like a cast actually. Hmm. You know, it's nice. not just one person. And it's nice because, like, the book is like this reporter, and he's doing kind of like a documentary about what happened during 
the war. And so he'll go to like all these different people around the world. And it's like, well, what were you doing? This first part happened. And what were you guys doing? So he'd go from China to the U S to Cuba, to Iceland, like everywhere. Mm. And would tell you, you know, one part of this, you know, battle against the zombies in it. It's really interesting. It's and really the, and kind the of a bo- And take. the book is really a parable about, you know, current politics. And uh, I think that's why they people are so, you know, uh, up about doing uh, doing the audio book mm. in the cast. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, some of the stuff that's just interesting just in a zombie world that I'd never seen before was, you know, not in the movie at all. It's like... Uh, the one group like starts to go north because when the zombies freeze, they they can't do anything. Yeah. So then they all people go up north for protection because all the zombies up there are just frozen and can't can't kill you. Yeah, the people that that end up doing well are either because of the climate, like in Iceland, and they, you know, because the zombies are all frozen, mm-hmm. and then the people that are really like, um kind of away from everybody and won't yeah. let anyone in like Cuba. And yeah. so they do the best in the whole zombie apocalypse thing where if you're more of like a, hey, come on in kind of nation, then you get kind of screwed. Hmm. So uh, number 12, the bye-bye man. <laughs> Which oh I'm sorry, God. what was that? The bye-bye man. What That's the hell is that? Oh, it looks so the trailer terrible. for that. Fuck that movie. Yeah, we saw. What it. is it? Now I must. We saw know. the trailer when we went to see something. I can't remember now. It's but, like a creepy pasta thing. Yeah, it kind of looks like a ripoff too of like of Candyman in a way. But instead of like you can't say the name, you can't even think it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really shitty. Yeah. Who's involved in it? I don't know. It doesn't list oh. here. Just, uh, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I saw that people... one. I can't say anything about because I don't know anything about that. You just one. know it sucks. Yeah, I saw people made like fake uh, posters of it now, and, and they oh, really? yeah, and they called it like the poo poo pee pee man. And... What? Nice. Is it, are these people that want to see them? No, movie? no, no. I, th- I think that, I think most horror fans think it looks awful. Well, it was kind of like I was horrified. Um, DC's next one after uh, whatever crap they have coming out. The um, oh, what are they doing? Uh, the Justice, Justice League. League and oh, Wonder Woman. They're gonna do. It's the. It's like the girls of Gotham, what? and it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and and uh, Poison Ivy in a movie. Oh, for Christ's sakes! And they've signed uh, not Vivica Fox, but somebody with the last name of Fox. I guess she was in Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's gonna be Poison Ivy. And so they got the same woman that was Harley Quinn in. Uh, in what was that awful movie? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So it's going to be like a big TNA fest. Yeah, yeah so, seriously. So, so guys are going to watch us with like their pants down around their ankles. Exactly. <laughs> it's all you're going to go to that movie. It's going to be all like 
horny loser guys. Like, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You go to the movies and people be in there with, like, rain jackets on. Yeah, exactly. It brings blankets to Coolidge to see that one movie. (laughs) I ended up alone. This one. Go. I don't remember why Neil wasn't there. For whatever reason, Neil wasn't there. What was the name of that movie? <laughs> Do you remember, remember what it was? It, the villain was like, the, it, the opening was like, he's a boy and he's got this nudie mag and there's violence and death and. Oh, pieces, pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the front row for this really fucked up, <laughs> dark, like sexual violence movie. And because we always we always sit in the front, that's where we sit. It's a good place to sit at the Coolidge. Yeah, and that's cool. And so we're doing, you know, I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I notice that there's like some older gentleman all the way at the end of the aisle. There's really not no one else around me. And at some point, he's got like a blanket, which I guess you could get cold in theater. <laughs> I don't like. I where just we're going. felt like, you know, I didn't stare because I don't really want to know, but. No. Is I almost want to like shield myself because I really didn't want to know because there's some weird shit going on in that movie. I don't remember uh, that movie. It just it's old. Uh, it's was, old the uh, vibe I got from the man was that he was pulling a George Jetson. <laughs> I'm gonna start bringing blankets to the movie. I know. <laughs> Forget That's the so popcorn. Like, I know. Just go Let's for the straight up blanket. <laughs> Neil, why you buy a popcorn? You can't eat it. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I need extra butter on this, though. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> Back to the list. Number 11 is uh, Suspiria, the, the remake. I don't know. The remake? Yeah, the remake of Suspiria. That's, I, don't see, that's a, I don't see that as a movie like you can remake. No. Why do that? That makes me sad. Yeah. I just recently rewatched that and uh I really like it. It's such a weird stylistic movie and yeah. I do like that the uh I don't remember the name of the character in the show, but the woman from Dark Shadows is in it. Oh, is she? Yeah, um the matriarch. Oh. See it's been a million years since I've seen Yeah. It. Matriarch from Dark Shadows is the uh the head witch in Suspiria. But you know, it's just there's something to be said for watching an old fucking movie. We all watched movies that were way older than us when we were little. Oh yeah. People need to fucking stop. Just watch old movies. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, there's good. no shame in that. There's you yeah. know you they can are, watch and enjoy an old flick. Yeah. Well, I saw it earlier today, and this is in horror, but they're talking about rebooting uh, the Jeffersons and All in the what? Family. And I'm like, why? why? I mean, just make all it the moved on, kids. Yeah, you know, All in the Family, to me, is the best sitcom ever on TV, but, like, uh, you can't, like, redo it. Just make something new. Yeah, and you could make up the new that's like inspired. That's hard if you make something different and new. That's difficult. (laughs) People don't want to do that. You could just make some new, like your version of of that uh, in today. You know, just call it something else. Nah, that's too much work. I mean, you could easily do it. You you know, you could have like you know the uh, the Trump supporter dad and like the the kids. You know, uh, you know left. You know, it's it'd be easy to do. Not, but you just call it like 
all in the family. Everyone's gonna, you know, compare all the characters to the previous characters. Yeah. And oh, that's stuff. so lame. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd w- I'd certainly watch it. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, but you know, we'd watch it like with our fists up. Yeah, I don't think you could even say half the things because because this is really weird because it kind of ties into the to a thing Annabelle posted today too. I don't think people even understand half uh, a lot of humor and stuff like or the intentions of thing because mm-hmm. whenever I post anything about on the family, I actually get people saying how racist the show is. And I was like, like, what are you talking? And they're like, oh, well, uh, and they would say like, oh, well, everyone who watched in the seventies were just racist. I was like, no, it's like the exact opposite because (laughs) that's not what the humor is. The humor is making fun of the way of, of the stuff that, that Archie is about. Oh, he's always made to look the fool. He's making a mockery out of racism. Exactly. And it's like you just don't understand it, just because you hear like you might hear like uh, the N word in it because he does say that, and and then you just think, oh, this is a racist show, but you're not even you're not paying attention to the to what the show's about, the intent of the show, yeah. or the yeah, and, that's lame. I I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, no, it happens all the time. Really? Said, I've even seen where it's like uh, they places want it banned and stuff. But uh, yeah, anytime I post about it, that, that always that's happens. Pathetic. And that ties in. Uh, Annabelle posted a thing today. It was about uh, um, they live and saying it was like uh, pro Nazi, and it's like what? The hell? What? Yeah, dude. There's like apparently this internet bullshit. You know, there's all these fucking jackasses on the internet coming up with just whatever the fuck they feel like. And so there's this neo Nazi group that is all about they live, saying that it's anti uh, anti Jewish. Uh, stuff. I'll wow. find article. I don't want to totally misquote it, but I, I posted it in without your head. Let me see if I can find it here. I'm sure I can. I'll look it up, though. I'll find that because it's crazy. But John Carpenter's like, no, you, absolutely not. He's spoken up about it because it's just, fuck no, absolutely not. All right here it is. John Carpenter is fighting with internet Nazis over his cult classic, They Live. It's not very long. So on Wednesday, Hollywood legend John Carpenter hit back at neo-Nazis and white supremacists online who had been idolizing his 1988 cult classic, They Live, as an allegory for fighting against Jewish supremacy. Oh, my God. Online conspiracies and corner of the Internet scrawls have long since crossed over to the mainstream. But Carpenter, rather than counting his millions and resting on his legacy, decided to strike back against the trolls and racists by taking to Twitter to call the milk slander and a lie. They Live is probably the one of the most enduring and iconic films to emerge from the Reagan era. It's a sharp sci-fi satire loaded with ridiculous Double Dragon styles 80s sheen. This film features the instantly recognizable scene of protagonist John Nat. I don't remember how you say his freaking last name, putting on a pair of huge ass sunglasses and realizing the world has been colonized by aliens who have already enslaved humans into a system of unchecked capitalism and consumption, but no one noticed. Blah, blah. Uh, and the surrealistic shit show that life post 2016 has become, however, Carpenter had to step in almost 30 years later to clarify that the film is not in fact, an allegory for Jewish supremacy. Seems reasonable enough. Commenters, however, seemingly from Reddit slash Paul yeah, Reddit, and Reddit 8chan 
argued against Carpenter, who wrote, directed, and scored the film, saying that he was wrong, and the film has clearly discernible anti-Semitic overtones. Hive-minded neo-Nazi supporters responded with a surprisingly large number of They Live Means photoshopped so that it seems like protagonist Nada actually uncovered a Jewish conspiracy. Uh, oh, there's a little bit more. It seems the Nazi sympathizers are part of a small but clearly vocal contingent of fans of the cult classic, a 2008 Stormfront post, that's a, a neo-Nazi white supremacy site, shows that white supremacists actually love the film. One of my faves, says a poster. Must see, says another. The Jews really are the aliens controlling everything, yet another Stormfront user writes, living among us, and we don't even know it. They Live is a clear send-up of complacency in a society built up on psychotically selfish consumption, but it's also about the cover-up, how we delude ourselves from seeing some unpleasant truth. These commenters, unburdened by anchors like logic or decency, took that aspect of the film and ran with it. Carpenter's had enough, and good on him for saying so publicly. I can't even believe that. That just blows my mind. It's on. It is. It's fucking terrifying. The Pizzagate crap, all this fucking shit, it's insane. Wow. And God forbid you call them out because, like, I've called, I've, I was so pissed about this day. I posted this big rant and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll calm down. I'll take it down. I don't want to be like pissing vinegar constantly. So, uh, but still, like, the Pizzagate thing, you post stuff like this and a lot of people will be on your side or they, maybe they'll be against you, but there's, but there's then there's the people who really and truly believe it. Like the I just can't wrap my head around this. The people is just see what the fuck they want to see. It's it's the conspiracy theory crazies. Wow. It's very concerning. Like, what do you do about this? Because if this is really the way society is now, where you get sucked into this group of people who, you know, is aligned with you in, in your ethics and morality. And then this kind of shit starts getting put in your mind. Like, this dangerous shit. Oh, yeah. And it's not like, you know, there's all these comparisons with, with Nazi Germany. Let's just go with that, just just for the sole purpose of saying that at in that era there was not communication like there is now. So you saw this, this whole nation and then some become caught up in uh, Nazism and that's slow spreading information. This is fast spreading internet information. So what the fuck do you do to stop it? You know, you don't have time to get in there and try to like diffuse these people. They're caught up in this shit and they're all oh, together yeah. and, it's fucking scary. It's really scary. Oh, it's, it is because when you think about it, if he, the, you know, like the saving point of that is like the fact that he's still kicking. I mean, what happened if it was an older movie or a book yeah. or whatever and like the person that made it was dead, then people could just dream up whatever crazy shit they wanted to. But that's the thing with these fucking psychos is they don't, care what he says <laughs> that's he insane to me made the fucking movie and they don't care they think he's wrong they think <laughs> he is wrong 
Oh, uh, these people, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm usually pretty, I'll talk a lot, but I'm generally pretty, pretty peaceful and everything and don't want people to get hurt. But these people take them in a fucking field and, and shoot them. Yeah, that's, this that's insane to me. cult shit. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of stunned. I'm not often at a loss for words, but I... I just can't wrap my head around that. It's fucking mind blowing. It, it's just ridiculous. It is. That's. I, I got nothing to say. It's so sad because, like, earlier we're talking about, oh, 2017 is pretty good. I'm like, fuck, 2017 has a lot of potential to be real <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> Enjoy it with less. Yeah. Well, these, these are the times when I realized that I could easily become like a recluse and live on the top of a mountain. Seriously, hermitude is not a bad thing. No. I'm partially hermit. The only time I'm not hermit is pretty much involves a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that just blows my mind. Yep. So get ready to, to go out into the wilderness. Wow. The, the whole Reddit... Reddit is just like a, a like a just morons and crazy people. Like this. is that? Yeah, it's really. So like you guys it's... have to help me on these because I'm so out of like the loop well, of there's, these there's, kind of see, the, the reason why I found out about Reddit was just because there's a horror Reddit, the subreddit. It's called Dreadit, and uh, so I was on there and I would post stuff once. You know, I'd reply, and then I'd post you know uh, links sometimes to, to the interviews, uh-huh. and. Um, and it's so weird because they they took down uh, the Baskin interview. They said it was spam, but yet they have like links to you know all kinds of interviews and stuff. And they have links to like sites to to like illegally download movies. That's like <laughs> so. Let's find a, those torrent sites on Dreddit, the sub you know the the, the horror subreddit of Reddit. But but not to post an interview of uh, you know of like an independent wow. horror movie. It's like, gee, what which one do you think is you know you know helps out the independent horror <laughs> films more? The the so nobody like keeps track of this site or I, well, I, oh it's I, all I, it's pretty too. much all run by whoever's in the group and they self moderate. But you can like oh. appeal to other people who are moderators. But it's still it's not like there's any. It's all it's all kind of like incestuous. These people just come out of their own selves. So you get these moderators that are ultimately going to be tied into these groups and have some kind of interest in the group itself. So this one's not as dangerous. But I was real. I was really reading all about the Mandela effects lately. Yeah. And uh, at first, it's like it. uh, Well, kind of like the PizzaGate. So first, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not as dangerous or anything. But I'm reading, and these people really believe that there's alternate dimensions. And I don't know if you, the Mandela effect is like uh, people remember that, the, like for example, Berenstein Bears was spelled E E I, but it's really A I. And so, like, but there's like a mass memory of of it being spelled the other way, but there, but it wasn't. And, Berenstein Bears. Yeah, and it's named after the family who wrote it, which is Berenstein. So. But I think it's, I, I, to me, that one there, I think it's just, people say Berenstein, so you think it's it was EI. Yeah, and you haven't read the things in, right. you know, 
25 years. Yeah, and then there's this memory that people have of Sinbad in a, in a genie movie that never happened. People even claim they own the VHS tape. And so you're reading it, and at first, like, people are having fun with stuff. But then, but there's people that really, and I even see it on my Facebook now. Like, a lot of my friends are posting about it, and I'll be reading their stuff. And they they honestly believe that the, why this happens is you slip in and out of an alternate dimension. <laughs> you like Mr. Mixelplick? Uh, that's awesome. And so I, I did think that that's what the mess should have been about instead of like big creatures. The mm-hmm. Stephen King novel should have just been like they slip into an alternate dimension and like movies are slightly misspelled. And <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty sweet. That would have ruled. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Oh my God. I mean, people really get. Then some of it's just not even true because I was. Reading, uh, Odyssey's one of my friends on Facebook, and they had this giant thread going on, and they were saying about how tricks, um, they clearly remembered the tricks, uh, cereal that was shaped like fruit, but they say it didn't happen. But, and I was like, man, I kind of remember this. But then I looked it up, and it, it's it's everywhere. I mean, there, there's there's Google images of it, and it, it did happen. So some of the stuff I think they just say didn't happen, but it really did. Uh, they're just confused that you could actually just check easily on a Google search. But then there's just stuff that people say they remember, but just didn't happen. But I do remember and, a Sinbad movie with a genie because he was a little kid. No, the, 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 comedian, weird. the comedian Sinbad. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant no, Sinbad no. the Sailor. No, no, the comedian. Oh, okay. All right, I gotta ask you. I'll, I'm gonna run through this. I've been so distracted because I'm looking at this like BuzzFeed article about this. So, okay, how do you spell Oscar Meyer? M e y e r. No. M e m e y e r. No. Oh no. Let me see. I wish I was an Oscar Meyer wiener. O s c a o s c a r m. M A Y E R. M A. Oh, because that's a song. That's how the song goes. Oh yeah, the jingle. Yeah. Because Oscar <laughs> Mayer has a way. Yeah. With O S E A. Something else. Yeah. A B O L A N G A. Most people think Oscar Mayer is spelled M E Y E R. I mean, it's it's kind of neat. There's just these common things that everyone gets wrong, but I don't yeah. think it's because there's an alternate. Sex in the city. Is not sex in the city. It's sex it's and the sex city. Sex and the city. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, there's something about "We Are the Champions" by Queen. You know the song "We Are the Champions." I used to sing it to people when I when I would win in chess. I know. <laughs> I talk about that. It makes you sound like the biggest fucking dick. <laughs> you used to like telling like I remember when I used to be a total sack of shit and was people. <laughs> When I beat them win? at chess, because it's the only thing I had going for me in my life. <laughs> Don't get me started. I've been drinking. For real. But the We Are the Champions song, you, so people are familiar with No Time for Lose, because we are the champions of the world, right? Mm-hmm. There's no of the world. He never says of the world, apparently. No, he does. Apparently, he says no of the world. No, I remember Freddie Mercury screaming that out. You're just you're uh, in an alternate. This says dimension. many of those familiar with the song remember the final lyrics being "No time for losers" because we are the champions of the world. 
guess what? There is no of the world. The song just ends and is driving people crazy because they feel 100% sure they've heard otherwise in the past. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure on that one. I'd, I'd bet money on that one. Apparently a lot of people would. Now, people think the Monopoly man, Rich Uncle Pennybags, has a monocle. Does he have a monocle or not have a monocle? No. He does not have a monocle. He does not have a monocle. The Peanut Man has a monocle. Yeah. I only know that because when I... Uh, I used to collect Rich Uncle Moneybag stuff. Well, yeah, when I made in that in your head Monopoly, uh-huh. when I was drawing like uh, uh, Penny Bags or whatever his name is, that's the only reason I know that one. Bernstein Bears. What the fuck is that? Bernstein. Jewish George did never have a tail. Uh, it's named that the watch called Mandela effect is because people remember uh, Mandela dying in prison in the eighties. No, I remember him. No, he's he was out. Well, I understand that, but that's what that's where the whole name comes from. That's who thinks called. that? What? That's why it's called Mandela effect. Asses. Yeah, but if it was a Mandela effect, wouldn't it work on me as well? I remember no, of the world. You must have never flipped into that dimension. I guess I didn't flip into the Nelson Mandela dimension. Mm-hmm. They have that song, way back Nelson Mandela, bring him back home to Mandela. I just want to see him walking down the street with Nelson Mandela. I'm going to get back here to the to the uh, list here of uh, the top 15, because now we're getting into the top 10 movies that are people are supposedly looking forward to in 2017. Number 10 is Saw Legacy, the eighth Saw film. Even though the last one they made was supposed to be the final Saw movie. And it says Tobin Bell is the star. Like, does he just come back from the dead now? Or is he still made stuff? Alright, hold up one second, guys. Just on a side note. Uh Yes? Listen to this. Okay. Yeah, there he goes. He says right there. right? Maybe it's at the end. Is that the end? No, that's more in the center of the song. But, I mean, he says it a few times, I think. He does. So Maybe that's, the yeah, they're full of shit. Yeah, that's BS. Yeah, the tricks thing wasn't right either, which I saw in some places. But you could see, I saw people posting on, on Facebook just the other day. It was all about... Uh, that they remember tricks made uh, a cereal where the it wasn't just round balls. It, it was made like in the shapes of fruit, and they're Jeez. saying that it didn't happen. But you can just Google it, and you see it everywhere. It, it happens. <laughs> what the fruit shapes? Yes. Yeah, I thought there were fruit shapes. Th- there was. See, this is the thing. This is how it all got started. That they live with John Carpenter. Fucking madness. The internet yep. is made madness. People don't know fact and fiction anymore because there's so many people that just make bullshit up. And we just go, wow, really? (laughs) It's on a meme. Or anything. You see these links to fucking articles and shit. Yep. Like the one about you wouldn't believe the celebrities that died. And they show the picture of the kid from Three and a Half Men. 
You're like, holy shit, I didn't know that kid died. And you look and he's not even there. But you see the article, <laughs> you know, like 500 times and it just like gets in your brain. It's like, yeah. oh, I hate well, those when they pop yeah, up. Yeah, Nor- you got to go through this crazy list. I listened to yes. an interview recently with Norm MacDonald on uh, Howard Stern, actually. And he said that his uh, nephew, like, he, he does that. F- that's how he does That's how he makes his living. He writes those kind of articles. And what they are is uh, uh, link bait. But he makes a lot because it's based on, you know, you sell ads on your website based off the, the hits you get. And so he just makes some, you know, stupid list or whatever article. And then it, like, people share it everywhere. And then you get a whole bunch of hits to your website and you get oh, uh, money based on the. Which is probably why uh, why a lot of sites are can't get uh, advertising anymore. That's why, like, uh, uh, Dread Central is. Uh, Looking for money. Oh, really? Linked, yeah, because the link bait sites, I think, are, are killing off the uh, the advertising revenue. Oh. All right. Well, you better finish up the list, yeah. Neil, because we got, I'm getting pretty tired. Yeah, I am too. Actually, uh, Saw Legacy. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Um, I know. God. <laughs> Rings. Is that the ring? Like another one? Yeah. I'll probably watch that. Like I don't even remember Ring Two. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen the Ring movies. So. You, you should watch the first one. I think you really would enjoy the first one. Yeah. Uh, eight is Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. All right, I'm Definitely dying for that. Beck and Sale in tight uh, leather pants. Yay. Uh, <laughs> seven is Leatherface, which is the prequel to Texas. Oh, we gotta see that. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so lost on that. Gotta see it. We've been talking about that for years now. I remember the first time talking about it. I was walking back from a concert. Oh, yeah. For hours, I was walking. Yeah, we want like a little fat leather face in kindergarten. Well, I know what's going to happen, though, because you could see all... It's a cast of kids. It's about like a group of five kids or whatever, and they go and do something, and one of them, something happens, and they become leather face. And... They're all kind of like, you know, uh, like good looking, you know, kids, except for one's this fat guy. (laughs) And I know what's going to happen in the movie. Everyone's going to assume the fat kid becomes Leatherface, but it's going to be one of the Studley kids. Ah. Which is totally. That's your swerve. It's totally bogus. Shamalama ding dong swerve. And it's totally (laughs) bogus. Anyone who's ever watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the whole premise of this movie is totally bogus. Because the whole family's messed up. No one would just be a normal <laughs> kid in that family. And Leatherface is clearly mentally retarded. He he, he couldn't have lived a normal Carter life. Jensen said he specifically went and studied. Oh, he yeah. Was like amongst people who were mentally handicapped to study what they acted like and moved like and sounded like so he could do the role of justice. He wanted to deliver a fine performance, which he did. Yeah. He wasn't some just this normal kid and uh, who his girlfriend broke up with him, and then he just yeah. like oh well, he wasn't perfect. you know king of the prom, so then he just was like screw this yeah. exactly. Maybe he'll hook up with Carrie. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Right? Could he, be William Cat. He was him before he became Leatherface. And another Texas Chainsaw Massacre that that misses the whole point of why people like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, Leatherface is cool. But it's the whole family. It's not just Leatherface. Yep. <laughs> All these movies just focus on Leatherface now. No. They don't have to pay as many people. 
Well, they're paying other kids. Yes, but are they going to be in the sequels? <laughs> Probably not. So Neil's thinking Zach Efren becomes uh, <laughs> becomes Leatherface. Yeah, this movie that's this is gonna be the worst. Let's see, uh, Six Kong Skull Island. I'm really that mixed one's on got Hiddleston, Hiddleston, and I'm you know I love me some Tom. I'm Hiddleston. really mixed on this one because there's parts of it I like. I like John Goodman. Yep. Yeah. Kong's like still too big. But then, yeah, that I don't understand. Why do you have to make him 500 feet tall? Yeah, and I actually really like the actor who's the comedy guy in it, like in other stuff, but I don't know. It seems like it's going to be this really silly comedy. Oh, is it? The, the trailers, the very trailers are completely different, the two that I've seen. Yeah, one's very like dark and stuff, yeah. and then this one, it's, like, it's just like all comedy. Hmm. I don't think I saw that one. I don't think it looks very good, because I think... King Kong ends up being a good guy and like teams up with the humans. And oh, does he? It's that's my impression. I think Kong is going to end up being a good guy, and that's just a, a quote unquote swerve that hap- has happened in films a lot, like action films for the past ten or so years. I just it's not a, it's not an interesting swerve. I don't so want to be like Gamera. King Kong just needs to kick some ass and be misunderstood, and that's why everybody likes it. Hey, he needs to be shat upon by humans, because humans suck. They do suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> some of the fucking shit we've talked about. We proved that over and over again. Damn. And then, the, yeah, that's the whole point of Kong. It's like, leave him the fuck alone. Let him on his island. He's a happy guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to take him, because that's what we do, because we're jerks. Yep. And then he's like, wow, this sucks here. Why did you take me off my island? Yeah, no, I'm I don't like Check out here. this girl. Well, that didn't work out. And that's, you know, that's the whole, whole point of it. It's kind of like Frankenstein, you know? It's like, yeah. hey, monsters, you know, leave him alone. Let him do his thing. Now nah, we're going to fuck with him. Yeah. Poor Frankenstein. Then you get what you get. Um, the reason they made him so big is because they're gonna. They needed to make him bigger to do their their Godzilla vs Kong movie. Oh dear oh. God! Uh-huh. All right, number five is it. But we've been there and done that. I mean, but I'll I'll still I'll go see it. I'll yeah. go see it. Yeah, with well, uh, you know, he's got a giant forehead. He does look spooky as hell. A really big forehead. But I don't know how he'd get any kids to, like, follow him. <laughs> Being one creepy motherfucker. Like, you know, uh, if you saw him coming along, you're, you're seven years old, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go follow this. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you know, at least he's lovable in, you know, in the TV one. Like, yeah. You know, before he turns all freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very uh, charming. Yeah, I'd follow him around if I was seven. I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, man. You got balloons and shit. You're a cool guy. I'll go, I'll hang out with you." Yeah, I want to float. <laughs> yeah, I'll float down here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, recently, it it's pretty good. I've always I've always been a big fan of it. Yeah, it still holds up too. It's it's way better than I remembered it being, and especially the second part. I can't say it's like the best movie of all time, but the second part was way better this the, when I recently saw it than I remembered it. I thought it sucked when before. 
Uh huh. It's pretty good. Because you were Mandela affected. <laughs> that it is not as good as it should be. No, it was, it was pretty good. I've, yeah. yeah, I've always really liked it. Um, for a long time, I think it was my favorite uh, Stephen King horror movie. Wow. I, really, I like it. Uh, let's see. Insidious oh. Chapter 4. Oh, fuck. Did I see Chapter 3? I was just Did they make the Chapter thing. 3? I was just wondering the exact same thing, Troy. Yeah, I, I remember 2. two I don't remember 3. I don't think I've ever seen it. I didn't know it even came out. No. I really like Insidious, but I was not a big fan of the second one. See, and I enjoyed both. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, uh, <laughs> the reboot again, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes. This one never makes sense to me because the last Friday the 13th was like a huge hit. And yeah. Then, so, like, why didn't you just make a sequel to it? Like, yeah. No, I think we'll reboot it once again. Yeah, because I think out of all the... The remakes, that one, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, I didn't think it was like this fantastic movie, but honestly, yeah, but the first one's not a no. I agree. I agree. I agree. And it did. It made a lot of money. So I mean, I don't know why they just didn't make a sequel to it. Yeah, because I mean, it seemed like the perfect premise. You know, it's like here you go, boom, and Jason's a big, you know. They, they have kind of like a big fast Jason and makes him even more frightening, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's that great. But I mean, like I said, I don't no. really think the other ones are either. So it was just kind of a, to me, it was just like a typical Friday 13th kind of movie. Yeah. Yep. It just blended in with the rest. I thought it was fine. Yeah. You know, a fine starting I mean, point. Hunter and, I mean, you know, whatever, but, uh, I, I, it's so weird that th- when they reboot all these movies, because then I think like, like when you get like, you know, if you discover these movies for the first time and you try to watch them all and you like, you see like, like the the origin story like three or four times, it, it just would be weird. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you go back and uh, watch like uh, a series of movies before our time for the first time, it's not like they just keep retelling the same story over and over. Yep. That's what made me so happy about the Marvel Studios uh, new one with Spider-Man. They're not doing an origin uh, story. It's like, no, they've already done that twice. So we're just going to, he's an established guy. Here we go. We're going to go with another story with it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And that made me happy because it's like, we've already been there twice. Yeah. Yeah. His uncle gets killed again. Yeah. Here's a new Green Goblin. Yeah, here's a Green Goblin yet again. Uh, number two, uh, this is one Annabelle's really looking forward to. Is uh, Annabelle two? No, oh, doubt. Annabelle two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and this is in order. That's the one. Yeah, the that's second number, most that's, anticipated. That's to yeah. yeah, according to horror. So we've got nothing. <laughs> wow. We have a lot of free time to do napkinimations. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of scared. What well, maybe the napkinimations gonna... will be on these lists next the, the next year. We'll be looking forward to them. Uh, the number one on uh, horrornews.net, most uh, upcoming horror movie, most anticipated, is Alien Covenant. Oh, God. No interest at all. Yeah. 
Like I watched when that comes it. out, I'm gonna rewatch Alien. Yeah, well, see, if you watch happened. a trailer, it just looks like a like a remake of Alien. It just like uh, screw that. You know, they got the face hugger and they got all this stuff, and that's all well and good. But it's like, all right, I already seen it. I don't yep. get it. What's the point? No, what was number three again? Just rewind the show, Troy. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just wondering what the last one I had any Down interest for 60. in. But. Oh, God, now we got music playing. Uh, number three was Friday the 13th. Four was Insidious 4. Five was It. Maybe that one. All right, so number five was the only one that, like, and even that one I'm not completely geeked up for. Yeah. Maybe there's some more independent kind of level movies that they just didn't listen to. I hope so. I hope there's something original. Is there anything that isn't a remake or a part two? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) I don't think so. The Dark Tower. Yeah, The Dark Tower. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that kind of sucks. That depresses me. Man, you're right. Yeah. Maybe 2017 yeah. not as cool as I thought that, it was. It, well, maybe 2017 will fill up with other good other good things. Instead of right. maybe they'll just be great TV shows. That and the all bi- right, that's okay. It's also yeah, the bi- just have to redistribute our attention elsewhere. Yeah, the Bye Bye Man as well. Sorry. Oh fuck. Yeah, the Bye Bye Man. All over that. There's a new Amityville coming out apparently. Christ, I haven't liked an Amityville yet. <laughs> you not like any Amityvilles? No, nah, even the first one I didn't like. Oh, well. So I had those little light-up glasses that the person had, like, staring <laughs> behind the window. And like, eh, it's kind of cheesy. <laughs> it was always something about Margot Kidder I never liked. Mm. She just weirded me out. Hmm. There's a movie called The Cure for Wellness coming out. I just like the name of that. <laughs> That's a great like title. Yeah. What kind of movie is that? I don't even know. I'm trying to pull it up here. An ambitious young executive is set uh, to retrieve his company CEO from an idyllic but mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps, but soon suspects that the spa's miraculous treatments are not what they seem. Uh, on the site, it says on the IMDb says a thriller, but it came up in my looks for. Uh, is it a Muppet movie? No. All right. Patient Zero. It man. I don't know. Not looking too. Not looking too prosperous here. No. Uh, I'll go see the Batman Lego movie though. That looks really? badass. Really? I love it. I just think it looks so good. I guess I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Lego movies. I've the the Lego movie itself is great. It's such a clever movie. I did think the new M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie looked good. Which yeah, but his watch? from the ads always look good. That's true. Split. I have no clue. It's about a guy that's got like 37 personalities. Oh, my. That's. And then one's like ultra evil and he's coming. Like he kidnaps in an elevator. With no, the, he's got like a couple people kidnapped, a couple girls kidnapped, and all his per- one personality's kind of helping him a little bit, and blah blah. And but then one's like the real, like mean, crazy personality that's coming, and all Doesn't the other have... personalities warn warn them about. 
doesn't have Mark Wahlberg in it, does it? It does not. Oh, man, that movie. You know, it's so funny. So that I don't remember the name of the, the movie that's coming out about the Boston Marathon bombing, but I, I didn't see anything about it. And Neil was saying how some of our uh, our Boston friend filmmaker people are really up in arms about that movie and shitting all over Donnie Wahlberg and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. But then uh, I saw the trailer and it really does just, I'm like, that really didn't, <laughs> it really does just seem like just trying to make money off of uh, a terrible event. Yeah, it's that's ridiculous. Uh, it looks terrible. The character he plays didn't exist. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it just looks awful. Does he go and hunt down like yeah, the uh, terrorists yeah, himself? Exactly. And stuff? Yes. So it's going to be like the World War Z of... Uh, yeah, of a real event. Yeah, you know? that's it's sad. like I know that there's movies made about World War Two that are fictionalized, right. but I mean, I, I I see that as as kind of different. Yeah, because we yeah, still have still people that are alive fresh. who can yeah. tell the story of the fucking of the freaking event that happened for the Boston Marathon. Well, I, even the World War II stuff, because that's a really reason I'd never liked that uh, Inglorious Bastards movie. Well, even before I saw it, and I didn't think it was very good. Was it's like I don't know, it's that's Why a, is it a, like something. Yeah, that's, the yeah. Nazis really existed, and it's like you could tell like all these stories about them, and then like do this. I don't know this big gung ho thing. I don't. Know, it just was was dumb, not not needed. And it kind of I don't know. It kind of takes away from the evilness. Yeah. I mean, I like I like some stupid stuff with Nazis too as villains, but I don't. It just seems different. Yeah, but at least then you know they're goofy going in. Yeah. yeah. Which there might be something to uh, Nazis at the center of the earth. The screen. Really. Yeah, it's great. The great movie, Nazis the Center of the Earth, because I love it. Yeah, yeah there, there's uh, they found uh, you know, with um, there's some kind of big giant object in Antarctica that yeah. they can see, you know, from space, yeah. but they, they it's so far under the ice they can't actually get to it, and uh, a lot of the scientists believe that it's uh, a meteorite that landed and killed was pre-dinosaurs didn't kill the dinosaurs killed all the life before the dinosaurs and then there's people that think it's a spaceship that landed much like the thing mm-hmm. um, oh that'd and, be totally badass yeah and then there's people who believe it is uh it is a ufo it's a secret not ufo secret uh <laughs> Uh, Nazi base where they where they were going to launch their uh, their flying saucers from. Sweet, because a lot of people believe that the flying that the Nazis were making flying saucers. Wow, well, they were hanging out with the aliens. Why not? Mm-hmm. Well, see, some people think that they got the alien technology, and then there's people that think that what we saw, people that saw flying saucers really saw like Nazi ships that they were trying to build. So, wow, all kinds of stuff. Damn, Nazis know what's up. Yeah, but why? You know, when you think they would have, they would have like won the war though if they had like a the secret like Antarctic base. Yeah, but it wasn't ready. It was like it's like the Death Star; it's unprepared. <laughs> well, you you forget like the Allies had like gnomes. Oh, that's true. Gnomes. Yeah, they had little people as like their allies. Sick. Yeah, they're like brownies and pixies and. 
What's Five Nights at Freddy's? I always see this popping up everywhere. Apparently, It's the a game. Oh, well, the movie's coming out in 2017. No, it's not. That's what it says. Just stop. I tried the game and I didn't realize there'd be such a huge buzz around it. And it was it was okay. A couple of like spook out things like you're the night watchman in this like toy factory and they got some like spooky toys that wander around. It's not very good. So what is the premise? Because um, I was thinking about it too and I never pursued, I just didn't bother to look it up or anything. Yeah, you just, you know, you're watching, like, the video cameras because you're the night watchman. And every now and then, like, one of the the stuffed animals will move around. And oh. I don't know. I just, I couldn't get into it. I, I tried it once. and Why does it even have that title, Five Nights uh, at Freddy's? That's the name of the factory. Oh, what, Freddy's? Yeah. It's like Freddy's Factory or Freddy's Toy Factory or something. This is really weird that I brought up the, the Antarctic thing because now I'm just reading here. Sky Sharks is actually going to come out, um, which we've been wanting to see forever. Dieter Lewis is not in it, though. No, I know. Oh, that bums me out. But it, it takes place. Uh, a team of Antarctic ge- geologists stumble across an abandoned laboratory in which <laughs> the Nazis developed an incredible and brutal secret weapon during the final months of World War II. Deep in the ice, they accidentally awaken a deadly army of flying zombie sharks ridden by genetically mutated under undead superhumans who are unleashed into the, the sky. The trailer looks so great yeah. for that. This is a new trailer? No, didn't you guys yeah, have showed me the original one? Yeah, it had um I've always thought I started to think it was just like fake, like it was never really oh, maybe. being made. No, isn't Robert Lasardo in the yeah, trailer? Yeah, yeah. I need to get in touch with him, too. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I'm going to crash. Cause yeah, I'm staying myself, honestly. Okay, one last movie, though, Troy. Okay. And Annabelle. This sounds Sir. this sounds like something we all would be interested in. Oh, man, are you being sarcastic? No. Bloodsucker Jones versus the Creeping <laughs> Death. <laughs> versus what? The Creeping Death. Oh, that's awesome. Creeping Death, cool. Uh, do you star in this? I wish Bloodsucker Jones and his gorgeous sidekick yes, help uh, a couple of idiots fight an army of zombies. <laughs> that <laughs> this, sounds sweet. Yeah, this is basically Dawn of the Dead meets Shaun of the Dead meets Better Off Dead with a dash of black dynamite. <laughs> what? This is the sequel to the award-winning, critically acclaimed Bloodsucker Jones. Currently Ooh, filming. God, we got to find that movie. Man, Bloodsucker Jones. I've never heard of this. This sounds amazing. Bloodsucker Jones. It's got Robert Mukes in it, former guest of the show. Nice. Oh, man. Wait, that. so where is this? This isn't, where Where do you locate this? I found this? it on movieweb.com. Bloodsucker <laughs> Jones. You gotta say that the production values are not looking so good. <laughs> don't, don't. But the title just, like, you know, that oh, makes it. I... <laughs> Oh Nick Principe's in what? it, who landed on me in a, in a at a convention. Remember, Troy? Oh my goodness, this looks just ridiculous. I'm going to send you guys a trailer. I'm not listening to it, I'm just watching, you'll see. Oh, man. It looks terrible. This looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably very funny, but uh, it looks like shit. And a, and a new Children of the Corn film. 
Oh, Christ. <laughs> That's another one. Like, hate to say this because we had oh. the guy on the show, but why do they keep making children of the court? Let's say, uh, man, it's not as exciting as I thought it would be. What, Bloodsucker Jones? Yeah. Yeah, it won't be. Man. I told you, man. It's like pretty poor looking. We should make a black exploitation napkinimation for, for February. Yes. That'd be awesome. Oh my goodness. No, this looks pretty bad, man. <laughs> All right. Well, had a good time. Kicking off so 2000. Hey, you know what? What? We had two cool callers. How about this? How about both of them win uh, the movie? I love it. Excellent. Jason Wampler and uh, Leroy Dawson, you've won yourself uh, Phantasm Remastered and Phantasm Ravager. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. And uh, next week here live on the show, we're going to have David Hartman, the director of Phantasm Ravager. He's also a really good artist. I uh, posted uh, a link to some of his uh, oh, cool his artwork on uh, on the on the Facebook group. Cool, which is facebook.com slash group slash without your head horror. Yes, check us out. Do it. And, awesome. uh, we had mentioned Napkinimations a couple times here. Uh, that's going to be a new project here uh, with Annabelle and myself, and uh, we'll probably involve other people too. But uh, they're going to be animations done. Uh, I was going to say poorly, but not poorly. Uh, done amazingly uh, via napkins. Low budget. Low budget. Yes. So we have, we've, ever since we started talking, we have all kinds of ideas for movies. But to make movies, it costs money. It takes lots of time. You actually need people that are going to, like, do it. Right. So in, instead of all that, that instead of that noise, we're going to do it uh, via napkins. Then mm-hmm. people are going to see how amazing the ideas are, and then you know, then I'm sure the the then they just give us money to make our shit. Exactly, exactly. And in the meantime, all you find folks will be able to enjoy them, mm-hmm. and there could be celebrity uh, voices in some of them. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to. Them. Good. All right. So until next week, uh, we get David Hartman coming up. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, Sean Whalen's coming on the show. Um, we've got, uh, the Demogorgon from, uh, from Stranger Things coming on soon. That's going to be pretty sweet. And uh, lots of other guests. So, uh, just keep an eye on the website withoutyourhead.com. Subscribe. We're now on, uh, not only on iTunes, we're on Google Play, which is way easier to use than, than, uh, iTunes. I've never been a fan of iTunes, but, uh, Google Play is where it's at. It's really cool. Subscribe to us there and, uh. Subscribe to Without Your Head on uh, YouTube. It's uh, it's good times. Mm-hmm. All right. Till next week. This is Nasty Neil. This director. That was the terrible one. And this is without your head. <laughs> <laughs>
Siendo sin 